Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 67 of Thirst and Goal. It is our fourth remotely recorded episode. Ben is outside in uh, our old uh, studio or current yeah, studio, my that. old studio. <laughs> Ben's old ass <laughs> studio. Out- outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. I am at home in my garage, semi-outdoors, and Sonia is currently indoors and may join the podcast later. Yes, exactly. Frane, how was your week this week? Another week of work and quarantine when you're not working. How was it? It was it was an exhausting week, Ben. It was another exhausting week. I also look forward to doing these podcasts just like you now, and I'm happy to be drinking at the moment. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, it was uh, the opposite. Uh, I mean, I worked really, really hard, but I sat on my ass most of the week. Uh, you know, I take I try to get up out of the, you know, away from the my my telework desk and wander around when I have to take a phone call. Uh, just to get my legs moving, I, you just don't realize how much you move around during the day in an office as opposed to a home office. Uh, I think teleworking may not be good for your health. It may be good for the bottom line. It may be good for the employees, uh, you know, mental health, but it definitely is not good physically. You got to figure out a way to get yourself moving. Uh, and in weeks, as the weeks go by, I've been doing a better job of making sure that I keep my body moving. Uh, Franny, what are yeah, you, well, uh, what are you drinking over there? I was going to say, hopefully Ben, hopefully Ben, a lot more people, uh, stay home when this whole thing is over and, uh, they do the whole telecommuting thing that way. When you actually have to commute to work, your commute isn't as long as it used to be. Cause that was a pain in the ass. I'm sure right now, if you had to go into the office, it's a pretty quick drive, but, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the last- know, hopefully, hopefully this sort of thing will sort of clear up the traffic here in LA Yeah, I at mean, least a little bit. Hopefully a lot of employers will you know, realize that all of their concerns or many of their concerns about having people working from home and productivity decreasing will be assuaged by this current crisis and maybe more people will be able to work at home and and the air quality will not go back to being as bad as it was before. Yeah. I mean, the skies were blue and Ben, we actually saw each other earlier today. Yeah. And and we we actually commented. We can't help it. We commented on how blue the skies were here in uh, in LA. We uh, we were socially distanced. We were about six feet apart. Ben stopped by and uh, he brought over this brand new mic. It seems like every week I have a different microphone. Uh, I started with the one on my actual phone. Then I had the lapel mic. Then I got this other one. It's it's uh, what kind? Is it a condenser or yeah? No? This is a condenser uh, mic, but it's a cardioid. The tighter cardioid pattern uh, yeah. with a pop filter. So hopefully it'll cut out a little bit of the reverb. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, there was there was, uh, you know, still right now, even through my headphones, uh, this is something brand new to me. I'm still working with some of the audio features on here. And uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to get a little uh, rid of some of this echo coming through my headphones, which is a little weird, but I'm just going to have to get used to it. But thank you, Ben, uh, for coming over, bringing over this mic. And uh, and also it was nice to crack open a beer with you, even though you were six feet away from me. Yes, exactly. A nice beer (laughs) at 1130 in the morning. I tried to get out and do (laughs) my grocery shopping a little bit earlier on on the weekends when I when I can't go during the week after work. Uh, just to yeah, beat some of the drama. Yeah. And, and how about next time you give me a warning? Yeah, you know, so I know. I, I, can I at know. Least, you know. Brush my teeth yes, before you exactly. get over here. 
So I had a beer before I brushed my teeth. <laughs> That's exact <laughs> as it should be during this crisis. Uh, yeah, and I did go shopping today. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all the first responders, all the healthcare workers, all the grocery store workers, all the delivery folks, Grubhub, Postmates, DoorDash, all of that. Thank you all so much for being out there. Uh, thank Frane so much for being out there doing the work uh, that needs to be done uh, during this time. So, so the rest of us or most of us hopefully can stay home uh, and protect our loved ones and protect our family members. But it really means a lot to me, to my wife, to my, you know, my family that, that people like Frane and these other folks are out there doing this work. So thank you. Well, you're welcome, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drink. I am continuing to drink the Catoctin Creek Watershed American Gin with a little bit of lime, a little bit of rosemary, and a little dash of this gin, ah. this rhubarb and rose haw gin liqueur additive, which is very, very good. Just a dash. Uh, you don't want the gin. You don't want to lose that that real gin flavor. But this is a really, really good gin. Uh, I'm gonna probably grab a bottle of Aviation Gin. Uh, because of everything that Ryan Reynolds is doing with that gin during this crisis once this bottle is killed. Uh, but yeah, the Catoctin Creek, very, very good gin. Franny, what about you? No, I completely forgot to give you rosemary today. Uh, right when you mentioned that, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, I forgot the rosemary. Again, we forgot it, man. I mean, next time you stop by. <laughs> I have some. I have a little bit. And, and, and we have a beer at 7 a.m., uh, then definitely I'll get you some rosemary. It Thank felt like you. 7 a.m., even, even though it wasn't. But uh, tonight, Ben, I, I'm just having a little bit of the uh, the Glenlivet 15 that I did not kill off last weekend. And it looks like I have just a little bit more in the bottle. And I may pull out that 14 from last week once I finish this up. Very, very nice. And Franny, what are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, we're just going to make a shout out. To our new listeners out there, we also have some NFL news. We also have our uh, our promos for our fellow podcasters out there. We have a few of those. How many do we have tonight, Ben? Just two. Two promos for our fellow podcasters. We have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news, Ben Steelers, my Eagles, Sonya Seahawks. We have our feel-good story. We all love those feel good stories and Ben keeps them coming every single week and we have our total team wins challenge which Ben won last year uh, it is uh, before the draft and we're going to choose how many wins each team will have this season and we'll have our second round after the draft and then right before the season correct Ben I think that's how we did it last year yeah so we'll do it right now against the spread in Vegas we'll do it after the draft against the spread in Vegas. And then the last round will be against the actual wins that the team has. Assuming we have a season. Yeah. A 16 game <laughs> well, season, so. a 16 game let's season. So. Otherwise, some Even of these, team. you know, I mean, as long as we have some foot, some football, something. Yeah, no XFL. And uh, we have our shot of the week as well, which is uh, in honor of Easter holiday, which is actually, uh, tomorrow, a lot of our listeners will be listening to this on Easter itself. Uh, so it is sort of a reverse um, chocolate bunny. Yeah, exactly. And then, ben, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're going to be uh, uh, sipping that down tonight. Obviously, I don't have it. Sonia actually put it together uh, tonight. We also have our beverage of the week, which is a bourbon. It's our Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And uh, we also have some housekeeping to finish up the show. Oh, Oh, and the beer tasting. And the beer. I didn't write that down, actually. 
I usually am looking at my yeah. We have a beer Ben, and it is from the Golden Road. Yeah, uh, a brewery. It's it's not too far away from either one of us. It is a, uh, a domestic local uh, beer. We'll definitely give that a shot as well. I'm excited. All right, Franny. What is first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben. We're just gonna make a shout out to our new and loyal listeners. Yes, thank you all so much, our loyal listeners and our new listeners. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening to the show right now, please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.buzzproud.com, or search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. Please tell a friend during these times. We know you're calling your friends, your family members, your coworkers, People just to stay in touch and get some human contact. Please share our podcast with them. This week, we did have some interesting new listeners, a lot of new listeners in the international realm, uh, a host of listeners from India, uh, new listeners from Brazil, Indonesia, Australia, Nigeria, Singapore, the Netherlands, Argentina, France, Norway, Spain, Portugal, South Africa, Egypt, Hungary in the house, Switzerland, Slovenia, Chile and Ireland. We also had a lot of new listeners from the United States. We had a listener from down in Bourbon Country in Highview, Kentucky. We had a listener from Alameda, California, right down the road here. A listener from Fremont, Nebraska. Thank you so much. Another listener from Lincoln, Nebraska. People in Nebraska obviously staying put and listening to Thurston Gold Podcast. Had a listener from Tigard, Oregon, Palm Valley, Florida, down in the dirty, dirty Randolph, New Jersey, Lutz, Florida, also in the dirty, dirty Parse, uh, I, I can never say this right, Persephone, New Jersey, Cumberland, Maine, Chick- or Kibolo, Texas, Newcastle, Indiana, Logan, Utah, Cheektowaga, New York, Buffalo Bills fans in the house from Cheektowaga. Thank you so much. Uh, Norwood, Ohio, Mason City, Iowa. Thank you all so much. Tampa, Florida. We had another listener from a beautiful a new listener from Beverly Hills, California. Tell your neighbors about the show and please become a sponsor out there in Beverly Hills, Westfield, Massachusetts, <laughs> Buenos Aires. And we had, oh, that's it. Actually, an international listener, Tucker, Georgia, and a couple new listeners from Decatur, Illinois. Just to name a few, there were hundreds of new listeners this week. I uh, just wanted to shout out a few of the new listeners and our loyal listeners. Thank you all so, so much. Friday, what is next up on a big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. Oh, every single week in the offseason, even though it's April, even though we're in fear of a season that might not happen, we're in fear of a draft that's not going to be the spectacle that we once thought it would be, we still have NFL news. And first up, we have quarterback Cam Newton. Quarterback Cam Newton is a free agent for the first time in his career, and it comes during an unprecedented period when much of the country is shut down because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Newton, who was released by the Carolina Panthers in late March, talked about his situation during an interview on Monday with Oklahoma City Thunder point guard Chris Paul on Instagram Live. Cam said, It's so much possibility right now for me, but the fact is that this corona situation has hit me. I'm not a person to blame or do any of the things, man. It's just business, he said. Uh, But at the same time, I think I have been affected in a lot of ways, and it's just unfortunate. But yeah, at the end of the day, man, I'm going to let the ball play out how it play and go from there. Uh, Newton acknowledged it's a weird 
time, you know, for him as well as in the country. Uh, he's using this time in isolation with his family to become stronger mentally, physically, and spiritually. Newton will turn 31 next month, and he said the best part of self isolation is being around his kids. But he got, you know, released by the Panthers a little bit late. Seems like he's a little bit upset about that. Uh, Franny, what do you think about Cam Newton uh, sort of placing the blame on the fact that he's still a free agent on his late release? I, th- I think that probably has something to do with it. I mean, it, it was a late release for him. It seemed like he was going to be the starter uh, for the Carolina Panthers this season until, you know, he he wasn't. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're I'm, I'm surprised that nobody has picked him up. I mean, there are teams out there that, you know, do need a quarterback right now. Um, you know, I mean, the you know, the the Chargers, for instance, I mean, you know, they don't really have anybody. Uh, I'm, I'm sure their plan in the draft is actually to get a quarterback. Um, but it, it's always good to have that backup plan. And, and Cam Newton is not a, you know, a terrible backup plan. If you have him on the team as as the starter, maybe, you know, coach up the new guy. Um, you know, uh, Oakland, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen over there. Uh, I don't know if Carr is necessarily their guy. Um, you know, you, you look at other teams out there. I mean, Miami, hey, why not? Miami could just, uh, you know, pick him up. And I mean, they've made a lot of good moves this uh, this offseason. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick, I believe, is still their starter over there. Um, so, you know, why not pick up Cam Newton? I mean, Cam Newton could be their starting quarterback for the next two, maybe three years. Yeah, as long as he can stay healthy, he's, he's, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he was the MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. Um, so he definitely has... Uh, you know, the talent to be a, a top tier quarterback in this league. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out. I'm sure the the virus has a bit to do with the fact that he's not on a team right now. But we'll see. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, I know your uh, your buddy Stephen A. Uh, was not happy about the timing of the release because so many quarterbacks and other players had been signed franchise during that time period leading up to the release. The, re- the release did come kind of late it came after Bridgewater had already been signed uh so you know it could contribute to it but it 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 does seem a little odd to me that you know after that huge flurry of trades and signings even as the court even as this pandemic was developing and it looked like it was going to get somewhat worse they didn't stop teams from making all of those deals it just it does seem a little odd to me that Cam Newton has yet to find a landing spot he's due I think he was going to be due about $20 million on his current deal. Uh, you know, I don't know what kind of money he's he's looking for, if he's looking for an extension. But, uh, yeah, it does seem strange to me that he has not found a landing spot. I mean, Franny did a great job of listing out all the teams that need quarterbacks and definitely need uh, an upgrade at quarterback. And Cam Newton would be an upgrade for almost every single one of those teams, mm-hmm. especially the yeah. San Diego Chargers. Uh, because taking a quarterback in the draft, it sounds great until it happens. And you get the guy on the field, and it might not pan out the way that you hope it will. Uh, but Cam Newton is a known quantity. Uh, you probably can get him for a reasonable price. And, you know, I am shocked that he has not been picked up yet. So there may be something else going on that we're not aware of. Maybe concern about, you know, the, the history of injuries. But it, it does seem strange to me that he hasn't been picked up. Yeah. I mean, it's been quite a few years now since he stepped on the football field so or you know maybe not a few years but it, it's been uh, it's been a little while since he's played any sort of football so I'm sure any injuries that he's had he's sort of healed up from those and I'm also shocked that you know Chicago uh you know I mean they went with Foles um I'm, I'm surprised they didn't you know pick up 
Cam Newton. Yeah, and that's a also. lot of that's a lot of money they have invested in their quarterbacks in Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. And neither one of them, with all due respect to to Nick Foles and and Mitchell Trubisky, neither one of them is probably at Cam Newton's level when he's playing healthy. And you know, for to go out and pay that kind of money for Nick Foles to have two relatively mediocre quarterbacks on your roster when someone like Cam Newton and Jameis Winston are out there, uh, and you could probably get them at a discount at this point. Andy it just Dalton. seems Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Is, yeah, they still got also out there. They still got to figure out a way to trade that guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just there, there are a lot of dangling participles out there. You know, just just the little <laughs> dingleberries that are hanging around that you just don't understand why they haven't been signed yet or traded. Uh, but I'd like to see. I mean, I've never been a huge fan uh, of Cam Newton. I mean, he obviously got Auburn a national title, so you got to give him credit for that. But he's been a little bit of a you know, I don't know what word to use, but he's he's, he's definitely not afraid to put well, he's, himself he's, out there. For somebody's age, he's a little immature. I mean, he's, you know, you thought he would eventually grow up and he's 30, 31, 31. years old right now, but he always had that 31. I mean, he he's still... He's still very immature. I mean, he, he still, when, when things go south, he shows it. I mean, his, his emotions really get the most of him. And I think that's something that he really needs to work on, especially now, especially if he goes up to a new team. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of the, the players on the offense, they don't like to see that. I mean, they don't want to see their quarterback down or in the dumps if the team, you know, if, if, if things aren't going right, you know, and, and, and uh, that's something that he's needs to work on for a while. Maybe that's one of the reasons why. Uh, he hasn't been signed yet just because of um, that immaturity. Yeah, I don't disagree. I do not disagree. All right, Franny, next up, your favorite coach, GM Hybrid, has traded, made another trade. Bill O'Brien, Texas, <laughs> the Bill O'Brien's Texans are making more moves at wide receiver, and Brandon Cooks is on the move again. Houston will obtain Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick in exchange for sending a second-round pick to the Rams. This was reported by Ian Rappaport this week. It's the fourth team for Cooks, and it will be the fourth time he's been traded in his career as the Texans add him to a deep, wide receiver core, but one absent superstar, DeAndre Hopkins, who was previously traded to the Cards. Originally a first-round selection by the Saints in 2014, had a huge year in 2015. Cooks will now have been traded four times uh, for two first-round picks and a second-round pick after stints with New Orleans, the Patriots, and the Rams cooks passed 42 catches for 600 yards and two scores in 2019, largely the least productive season of his six year career. What do you think about Brandon cooks on the move again? I, I think he's, um, I mean, he's, he's a very good wide receiver, but he's not, you know, Deandre Hopkins. He, he's, uh, it, it makes absolutely no sense that they, I mean, I, I do not know what the hell Bill O'Brien was thinking when he traded away, um, Hopkins and he got a uh, a running back that you know has 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 had injury issues. Um, you know he got Randall Cobb, which was very he was very good. You know with Green Bay, he was okay with the with the uh, Cowboys last year as well. But he's he's still not on the same level. Uh, and then now you're bringing in Brandon Cooks, who's probably you know better than than Randall Cobb. Um, but still, I mean he what he traded a second round pick. For him, yep, and I, I think the Rams a fourth, traded a fourth a f- round yeah. pick for him. You know, so I mean, you're, you're trading away higher picks than the guy was worth last year, and and he's still the same player. So I don't know what the hell Bill O'Brien is. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing over there. Um, but you know, like they got to fill out their roster, and uh, you know, they're 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 trying to fill that hole, that huge gaping hole that they left 
uh, with Hopkins leaving. And what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I just I, I still don't buy Bill O'Brien's explanation that, that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be looking for. Ah, there's the bottle opening. Uh, 20 plus million dollars uh, coming into to, to this following year after this contract expires. I just don't believe that that was the case. I think there was something else going on there. Uh, but he, yeah, I mean, like Franny said, they're trying to to buttress what they've got at receiver. Uh, Will Fuller is still there, but he can't seem to make it make his way through an entire season at any point yeah. in his career. Not uh, even an entire game. I think he's trying to you know piece it together. The Texans have had a solid squad. You know they make they made it to the playoffs. I think almost every year that Bill O'Brien has been the head coach there. But you know it's. It's a little odd. I mean, yeah, I mean uh, Brandon uh, Cooks is, I mean, there's a reason he's got, I mean, he, he's played with some really good quarterbacks in his career too. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, Deshaun Watson is a great weapon for him, but it's it's still not DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins is, you know, top three. I mean, Brandon Cooks is good, but he's not on that level. Yeah, I mean, and it's no good for one of our tag teams for the Seattle Seahawks having DeAndre Hopkins down there catching the deep ball from uh, Kyler Murray in that in NFC West that is getting tougher and tougher every week. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it just seems, seems like a, a strange move. I mean, I think they're just trying to get, mm-hmm. a, get a receiver on the cheap, uh, second round pick. It, it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's, it was cheaper for the Rams. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a fourth round pick and cooks, you know, it's an interesting, interesting chain of events that, you know, in Houston, the last few years, uh, where it mm-hmm. hasn't been quite clear what the game plan is. Uh, the clowny trade, the tunsil trade, a whole bunch of different things that they've done down there that have been a little bit odd. Uh, but Bill O'Brien says he has a plan. And his plan is to fail. He's doing a good <laughs> his job. plan is to fail, especially in that tough division. Uh, but next up, Franny, hoping you have a shot ready. Uh, I had to throw a little bit of Cowboys news in here. You I don't see it on the agenda. It's not I don't on the, see it there. It is not on the this is, this is a surprise agenda edition for Franny alone. Uh, I will happily take a shot, man. Dak Prescott. Despite the coronavirus stay-at-home mandate and social distancing, Dak Prescott hosted a huge birthday party this week. Dallas Cowboys quarterback continues to make headlines for the wrong reasons. Prescott has been seen working out at gyms with former Cowboys receiver Des Bryant, pictured arm-in-arm, which goes against state and county mandates, and has now landed on TMZ for reportedly throwing a birthday party for a friend on a Friday night. According to TMZ, Prescott has had as many as 30 people over to his house, including Ezekiel Elliott, to celebrate a buddy's birthday and photographs from the party show. Guests were not practicing social distancing recommendations of at least six feet. But can you believe that Dak Prescott, not only does he want a huge contract, just got franchised, he put himself in contact with 30 other people drinking at his house this this past Friday night. Yeah, well. What say you about that? That. Uh, I mean, judgment. It's, it's uh, obviously uh, he's not following the stay-at-home orders. Um, you know, he, he's not setting a very good uh, precedent for um, I don't know the folks out there in, in uh, Dallas or the Cowboys themselves. Uh, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, he's he's a famous uh, athlete, so I'm sure there's a lot of other folks out there that are doing the exact same thing. But uh, in order to take this shot, I have to say something negative about him. Uh, but he's a douchebag, and uh, you know, there you go. <laughs> he doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve the thirty three million dollars either. But uh, I mean, it, it it is it is what it is. I'm sure you know there's a ton of people doing the same exact thing that you know, the country that that really it's it's not really being noticed because they're not famous athletes or just famous in general. Um, but um, you know, I mean, if if everybody's healthy, if everybody's clean, if nobody has you know the actual virus, then you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll all be fine, but I don't know. Cheers, Ben. I'm all just right. Take a shot now. Take that. Are you going to take a shot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me pour one. I don't have uh, I don't have as many helpers around here Antonio as I usually. Brown. Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio. To a party, Ben. <laughs> I actually talked to my mother today, and they uh, in her neighborhood in upstate New York, they had a birthday party, uh, and they called the cops. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure tomorrow. Uh, Not my mother. About a lot of, yeah, we're gonna hear a lot of uh, uh, church congregations, uh, you know, and, and and large gatherings, um, you know, tomorrow because of the Easter holiday. And uh, cheers, Ben. You have your uh, your shot glass right there. I can see you on a camera. I do. And uh, this is sort of the drinking game that we have. If if Ben says anything negative about Antonio Brown or any team in his division. He takes a shot. If I say anything negative about the Cowboys or any other team in my division, I take a shot. If Sonia says anything negative about any team in her division in the NFC West out there, then she, uh, or out here, uh, she takes a shot. But Ben, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers to uh, Dak Prescott being a douche and uh, not following the orders. <sighs> yeah, I had to throw that in there. I mean, I think Franny's right. There's probably a lot of people that are doing it. I don't see uh, much yeah. around here. Uh, yeah, in Los it. Angeles, there was actually, um, I think it was about seven dudes, uh, that were fined a thousand dollars each because they all went to a liquor store together because it was essential, you know, to buy alcohol. Well, that, that is essential. And, and, and just, I, it is just not together. Last week, last week I did order the alcohol, Ben, and it came straight to me and it is it's a great service to have. And uh, they could have done the exact same thing. Go to your party. And then, you know, if, if it's, you know, three people, I don't know how many, how many gathering, how many people can you have? 10 people? Totally? Uh, yeah, I don't actually, I think it might even be less in LA right now. Maybe less than that. Well, whatever, three people, four people. I don't know how big it is, but you know, not a large gathering, but you can always just order the alcohol and they'll deliver it straight to you. It's, it's great. I mean, this is, I think it's new to Californians, so, um, they're not used to it just yet. Yeah. I mean, and folks, please, please, please do your best to, to follow the guidelines. I mean, Franny and I, you know, certainly he could be sitting six feet away or five feet away from me right now, uh, doing this podcast, but get, you know, considering how much time we would be spending with each other, we've decided to do this remotely to sound quality isn't what it normally is, uh, but we think it's more important that we follow the regulations and keep our family safe and keep each other safe than to, you know, do what we want in the moment. So people, please, you know, do your best to flatten the curve, as they say. All right, next up, the possibility of a shortened NFL season. The NFL regular season schedule is traditionally released a week before the draft, but that won't happen this year. And that's thanks to the coronavirus pandemic. The NFL is expected to release the 2020 NFL schedule around May 9th, uh, a couple or a couple weeks later than normal, uh, according to NBC Sports. Uh, it's likely the NFL schedule makers led by Howard Katz will spend their extra time this month working on 12-game and 14-game schedule alternatives. The league hopes it can play a full 16-game regular season schedule with a bye week, but nothing is certain these days. And in the wake of the league saying the schedule would be released on May 9th, at the latest, it would be foolish to sit on the schedule that could be ready for next week and not take the next five weeks to prepare for alternatives. That's why they're working on shorter, compacted schedules. Franny, what do you think about the NFL preparing for a 12 or a 14 game season? Uh, it's hard enough doing these podcasts from five miles <laughs> apart, but the thought that we will be doing 
uh, these podcasts into November without a schedule, but or without or September or October without a schedule, without teams playing. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, I mean, if I, I think they should still play a 16 game season, um, but you know, just just uh, extend the season a bit further out than you know, late January or early February. Um, you know, maybe have the Super Bowl in March. You know, I mean. It, it, it may change things just a little bit, but if you start the season a little bit later, then you end it a little bit later as well. Um, so, you know, uh, a March, you know, fourth or fifth uh, or sixth Super Bowl date, you know, is also not a bad idea. Just, uh, you know, push it a little bit further out. I don't, I don't, I don't see the the big deal. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it'll, it'll push up right against, you know, where, you know, let's say March Madness is, but still, I mean, it's going to end right around there, right where March Madness begins. These other sporting events uh, start to get a little bit more serious where, you know, football usually ends. Uh, but, you know, why not just push it out a little bit further? I don't, I don't, I don't see the, the, you know, the issue in that. Yeah, I, I don't see it either. I mean, and I listened to an interview this week with Mark Cuban. I mean, there's still hope that they'll finish off the, the NBA season and the playoffs for this season at some point over the summer potentially mm-hmm. uh they haven't even given up on the nba season yet uh so if you know if they need to push the nfl season out a little bit i don't see any problem with that i'd rather get a full 16 game season even if we're playing the super bowl on march 2nd or april 2nd instead of february mm-hmm. 2nd uh people want 16 that would, weeks. that'd be fun it would still be fun yeah i mean it's still 16 games you're still getting them all in i mean you're just not getting them in at the usual time i mean so i don't i don't really see the issue in that just push it further out, maybe push the draft a little bit further out and then start the next season, you know, at, at the regular time. Yeah. And we wouldn't have less mini camps, less, you know, less pre less uh, preseason games. Yeah. And we wouldn't have to do the, the Super Bowl, uh, you know, podcast in the rain, maybe (laughs) if they push it out. It rained a lot this week. It rained a lot this week, Ben. That's true. More than it usually does. Yeah. California, (laughs) we were under, we were under a flood advisory for much of this week. We got a ton of rain this week. Uh, but next up, another, you know, a little bit of uh, impact of the coronavirus pandemic. This week, Roger Goodell informed all 32 teams that the 2020 draft would proceed in a vir- fully virtual format in a memo sent out on Monday uh, to the NFL teams. The league and club facilities are set to remain closed indefinitely and ensure the NFL is in compliance with current regulations due to COVID-19. And therefore, clubs were advised to prepare to conduct the draft outside of their facilities. Team personnel were furthermore advised to be in separate locations using phone and the internet to communicate. Uh, the league informed a group of general managers. It was proceeding with plans for a virtual draft during a conference call this week. Franny, what do you think about a virtual draft with a GM, the head coach and everyone being in separate locations spread God knows where uh, you could have the head coach in California and the GM yeah. in New Jersey uh, but they'll but all be it, in it their basements. Like, it seems like everything's going that direction right now. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it earlier today too, with uh, you know Jimmy Kimmel and and uh, you know Jimmy Fallon, all these guys, uh, you know, being remote and and every talk show, even newscasters being remote. So it's almost become the new norm uh, now. But it is unfortunate though that you know they kind of have to move uh, to that because I was really excited about this draft. I, I really was. I mean, it, it was it was really going to be an extravagant affair, uh, you know, in, in, in front of the Bellagio Hotel in Vegas, where, you know, it'd be sort of on the water where they would, you know, uh, you know, put the draftees on a boat. And, and I mean, I, I was, it was gonna be a lot of fun. And I hope they do it next year. I mean, they weren't able to do it this year, but I really do hope they have plans 
to do it next year because I really was excited. I'm sure a lot of folks were excited about this year's draft in Vegas, and it, and it really sucks that it won't, it won't happen. Yeah, I mean, we're all set next to do you know a, a little bit of a pre-draft episode next week uh, because I think the draft is the 23rd to the 25th. Uh, so next week we'll probably, you know, we'll probably go through the draft order and a lot of the, the draft prospects for the following draft. But, you know, I agree with Franny. It's going to be, it's going to be strange to watch. I mean, I don't know how many of the guys will be, or the people will be on, uh, webcams or, or, or you'll be able to see, you know, it's, it is fun to watch those draft rooms and to see what's happening, uh, behind the scenes and to see the players reactions. It, it will be weird to have say John Schneider in one, location and Pete Carroll in another location, <laughs> Howie Roseman in one location, you know, and, and Doug Peterson in another location, uh, you know, because there's going to be a lot of frantic sort of communicating back and forth. Uh, but Roger Goodell is determined not to move this, you know, not to move the draft to stay on schedule. So this is the way it's going to be. Uh, and I'm really interested to see, you know, what kind, you know, what, what picks are made that might not be something that you expect and, and whether or not there's blame when players flop, if they do, uh, how much blame there will be on the fact that they weren't able to be in the same room with all of the same information at the same time, you know, talking in the same room. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think that's going to be a, a, an issue really. I, I think, um, you know, they have their, you know, their, their premier picks and they have their backup picks and they have their backup, backup, backup picks, uh, depending on what happens in the draft. So, I mean, I, I think they've prepared uh, to the point where they don't actually need to be in the same room. Um, but uh, I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, not not excited about the fact that we can't see the spectacle that it was supposed to be, you know, in Vegas. And Ben, we even plan, we, we yeah. were even, like thinking about going to it, you know, and, and because of this whole Corona thing, uh, you know, it's, it's, it sucks that we, we won't be in Vegas. And, and I was actually talking to a coworker at work who was also excited to go, you know, to Vegas, maybe not to the exact, you know, the draft itself, but just to go to Vegas to experience, yep. uh, you know, the atmosphere and the excitement and everything. And, and it would have been a lot of fun to do it. And I got, I hope they do it next year. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, and I'm kicking myself in the ass. I wanted to go to Vegas in January or February. Uh, you know, Sonia can tell you I had plans to go. I was going to meet my brother over there and I was like, well, you know, we're going to go in April. So do I need to go to Vegas in February and then go again in April? I'm like, that seems like a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of money to go to, you know, twice in two months. So I didn't go and now I can't go, uh, to Vegas at (laughs) all. So I'm kicking myself in the ass. You you can. You can go, Ben. I can. I guess I could go and drive. Nobody else will be there, but Just, you can go. I could eat fast food, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I was supposed to go on vacation in March, and I put that off, and that didn't. Now that's not going to happen. You know, it's just. Uh, well, let's hope for the summer. Let's hope for the summer, Ben. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm looking at all our old vacation photos. I mean, Franny and I have been <laughs> to to Vienna. We've been to the Czech Republic. We've been to Slovenia. Slovenia. Uh, <laughs> Obviously Croatia. Obviously but, Croatia, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but looking at those at those at the photographs and from, from last year. Yeah. From last year and then thinking, hey, it, it might not happen this year, but we're hoping for the best. And uh, you know, uh it, it'd be nice to uh, give you a high five, Ben, and, and yeah. not just an elbow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean it's it's it 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 it's making me think, you know, a lot more about about making choices in your life and not procrastinating choices or not putting off till tomorrow, something that you really would like to do uh, today or in the near, f- near future. Uh, so once this thing is over, I think I'll be a little bit more, I don't know about you, but I'll be a little bit more uh, willing to pull the trigger on things and get things done that I want to do 
uh, rather than waiting for the right time uh, to do it. Uh, because this is, uh, you know, really makes you think because it, it gets, it gets a little, even with, even with another person in the house, it gets a little, it gets a little, you know, I don't know. I think Sonia sent you a video of two dogs barking at each other. Uh, I think it's it was, cabin fever, right? Yeah. Cabin fever. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think Sonia and I have done pretty well. I mean, we're lucky we have, you know, we have a, a home with a yard. I can go, we can leave the house, but I'm thinking about people in like in apartments and high rises right now that are stuck in their apartment with either themselves or with other people either way uh and not- i think it's it's probably better if you're by yourself if you're going to be a you know in in a confined space for a long period of time i think it's better if you're by yourself after i mean like for the first week, first week or two weeks you know, it, you know, it, it, maybe you want somebody around, but after you know three or four, once it starts dragging out, you're like, oh, you know, I, I need my own space right now. I just don't right? know. I, I mean, I don't know what I would look like. I, I, <laughs> honestly, if Sonny were not here, I don't know what I would look like. Oh, you're starting to look uh, like Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that's for sure, Ben. I, I don't know how many showers there would be. I don't know how what my clothes would. I mean, I don't know how often I would be doing laundry. I might be just using my old sweatshirts as you know as bibs. I'm not sure, uh, but at least she's keeping me. You know, you know, showered and, you know, wearing clean clothes. So that's something. All right. Next up, Friday, the Bills general manager, Brandon Bean, he's not having it. Bills general manager, Brandon Bean, dismissed the idea that his team, which made huge moves uh, this offseason and was in the playoffs last season, is now the divisional favorite. Hayden Bird of the Boston Globe reported, even though Tom Brady left the Patriots for the Buccaneers in free agency and amid several other departures from New England, Bean still believes Bill Belichick's team to be one of the best and the division favorite. Uh, Bean said it's funny and comical how people are writing off the Patriots in the AFC East and even saying how we're the team to beat, Bean told Sal Capaccio of WGR 550. Now, know, know who the team to beat in the AFC East is? It's the Patriots. Buffalo hasn't won the AFC East since 1995. During the ensuing years, New England has won 19 division titles, including the last 11 straight. What do you think about people, you know, casting Buffalo as the team to beat and burying the New England Patriots under the dirt? Uh, well, I think the GM should be a little more confident in his team. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I knew you were going to say first that. First of all. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, to say that, you know, the other team that we just suck. Lost, don't you know, know we suck? I, I know. Don't, I mean, we've been so terrible for this many years. You expect us to be good all of a sudden? <laughs> you know, I mean, have you seen my quarterback? <laughs> but it's not even the quarterback. I mean, they have a really good defense. I mean, they have a good team there. And, you know, if, if, if somebody is trying to give them some props, I mean, at least take them and say, yes, we are the best. We, you know, we are the team to beat now. You know, uh, even if you take some flack, at least show some confidence in your team. I don't know what the hell his problem is. Jesus Christ. Uh, but, uh, you know, for, you know, the, the Patriots are obviously they still have Bill Belichick. I mean, they, they, but they don't have a starting quarterback right now. I mean, uh, who, who do they have right now? They, Jared they Stidham. Up, uh, what's it? Yeah. No. Uh, and, um, did they pick somebody up? That old guy, old, old timer, uh, that's been in the league for a little while there. He, he was on their team, uh, Back in the day as well, I can't remember his name. First, I yeah, this this Glenn Livet fifteen year is really starting to kick in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think you know the the Jets will also be uh, better this season than they were last season. I think Miami is also going to. I mean, they were better uh, this past season than everybody thought they were. I mean, nobody expected them to win five games, and you know, with the moves that they've made, 
Um, they, they're also be better. But, uh, you know, for him to say that the Patriots are still the favorites, uh, that's, that's, a, I don't know. I'll really question the GM and, and, uh, and 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 his rooting interests. I yeah. mean, seriously. I mean, come on. How, how are you going to say that they are still the favorites? <laughs> I, I don't get it. Brian Hoyer. That's the quarterback you're. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who it is. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, world. Yeah, but you Brian Hoyer. Hoyer and Stidham as their starting quarterbacks, and he's going to say that they're still the favorites. I don't think so. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was a weird. Uh, you know, a weird thing to say. It's, I mean, it's almost. I mean, it, it harkens. I mean, if you ask me. It harkens back to this mythology that gets that Bill Belichick gets in people's heads. It's almost like playing poker against someone who you know is so much better than you are, and it gets you off your game. You fold when you shouldn't fold. You raise when you shouldn't raise. Uh, you're Pete Carroll, and you know you're, you're you're for some reason trying to outsmart Bill Belichick rather than just running the play that you would have ran all year against any other team. Uh, you run a trick play, a different play against. Bill Belichick. Uh, I think Bill yeah, Belichick, which is, which is exactly like you said. I mean, you always say that, and you were completely, you were one hundred percent correct. I mean, that is the reason why the Giants beat them twice. That is the reason why the Eagles beat them as well, is because they just played their game. They didn't try to outsmart Bill Belichick. They just played their game. They weren't Atlanta, you know. In Atlanta, I mean, it, I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't know how the hell you lose that game, but they outsmarted themselves points. by trying to outsmart Bill Belichick. And, uh, yeah, but you're hundred percent right. Every time you say that, Ben. Yeah. Just play your game. Just play <laughs> your game. Sorry to, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, you no are, worries, man. hundred percent correct. Yeah. It's just, but it is, it is what every team does when they play Bill Belichick, either in the playoffs or the Super Bowl. They, they throw themselves off. No, just say we, I mean, unless you're the, you know, unless you're the Dolphins, just say, you know, we are going to win this division. We think we have the talent that it takes. Why do we, why do you make all of those moves in the offseason, especially on defense? Uh, and you know, spend all that money, trade away draft picks, and and try to build a team that you think can win. And then you say, well, you know, I think the Patriots are still the best. You know, well, I know we got LeBron James, and we got you know, we got you know, we got Kevin Durant, and we got you know, but but you know, we're still yeah. They don't, they don't have they don't have any of those guys, but they do have a good team. They have a they have a very solid team over there that they've been building for the last few you know couple of seasons. And they've gotten better and better. And for your GM to say that, I mean, what do the players think then in their heads? Yeah, you know, it's it, it is it is it is mind boggling. It's 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 hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, if, if you're a player in the locker room for the Bills, you know, I mean, if 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 you're a, if you're a Jets fan, what do you think as a Jets fan? If your GM comes out and says, "Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're pretty Jets good, fans. but you know." <laughs> oh, but we Ben, you. I mean, you think the Jets have a very good team, and you thought they would go six? No, this past season, um, and and they definitely should play better this year, but. You know, what, what would their players think? What would their fans think? And, and you know, both both uh, fan bases are very passionate. I mean, I, I know if, if Jeffrey Lurie came out and said that, you know, the Cowboys still had uh, a better chance than the Eagles to win the division, I would question him. Yeah, you know, why him would you say that? And, and his ability to be the owner. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I mean, I think he should have said something, you know. Uh, I mean, you, you can say, you know, you know, Bill Belichick is a very good coach, and I, you know, and I trust that he will put a good team on the field and they'll win a lot of games, but I think we have a better team and I think we are going to win this division. And I think now is our opportunity to do so and bring a, a you know, world championship back to the city of Buffalo. That's what I would have said. Yep. Ben should be the GM. No, oh, definitely not. I could be the PR. I could be the <laughs> PR person, but, uh, you know, general managers are, uh, hey, you, you went to school there. That's true. You, know, you went to school there. So, you know, I mean, you, you have some history. I do. And I love, yes. I love the city of Buffalo. Uh, and please do not move that team. 
out of Buffalo, especially to try to move it to Canada or something. And they, they deserve better than that answer that their GM gave. Yeah, they deserve a confident answer, especially during these times. Uh, next yeah. up, Franny, the your favorite rule, the pass interference rule that was so botched and fucked up at every level this offseason will likely not be extended uh, going into next season. The NFL Competition Committee has decided not to endorse a renewal of replay review for pass interference. Uh, they met this past week. Uh, this is according to a list of rule proposals released Friday by the league. The committee also declined to endorse a pair of team proposals for versions of a sky judge, which is something that I think Frane has talked about before. That's something that he thinks that makes sense for the NFL. Uh, and it makes it possible that the NFL will abandon the recent intervention and return to the rules it had in place prior to the 2018 NFC Championship game between the Saints and the Vikings. Uh, typically when the owners meet and the rule that, you know, the final rules are, are voted on, they typically, uh, defer to the competition committee. So looks like pass interference replay is not coming back next year. What do you think about that? I mean, it didn't really make any difference this past season because, you know, the it was never upheld. Whatever the call in the field was, was actually, well, it was upheld. But, I mean, it, you know, everybody witnessed that it did not, or the actual, the, the calls on the field that were supposed to be pass interference uh, were never changed by the actual judges on the field or the, the, the referees on the field. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it never worked in the first place. So why keep a rule that would never really worked i mean it, it, make, it makes absolutely no sense yeah i mean given all the and, time and, and that's what i loved about the xfl and and hearing um you know what they talked about in the booth and and the reasons why a call was either upheld or overturned and i think that's something that the nfl should do but never will do um but yeah what are you gonna say ben yeah i mean it's just given all the time that people have on their hands i'd love to get an investigative report into that because they're, they're, I, I i find it hard to believe that they screwed. I mean, they, they they did such a poor job of pass interference replay last year by accident. I mean, it was so <laughs> bad. I mean, for the first, what, seven or eight games of the year, nothing was overturned at all. Uh, or no, no something no. was overturned like really early for or, Pete Carroll, up, like really up, early. Nothing was upheld, upheld or overturned. I mean, whatever was in favor of the referees is what they went with. You know, not whatever we saw with our eyes or the, you know, the crowd saw or whatever. It, it was like the referees were 100% right all the time, even though they weren't. Yeah. And I, and I just find it hard to believe that that was by accident. Uh, so they completely botched it. So it shouldn't be any shock that the competition committee has decided that they're not going to bring it back. I mean, I, I mean, I think I said at the time, there's a lot of penalties that are called on the field that, that, that could lend themselves to pass interference, but it, it just seems. Of like a very NFL thing to do to get rid of a pass interference replay that you had in place for one year, but also say we can't have a sky judge. We can't have anyone looking at the, at the plays on the field. Everything has to go to New York City for replay and we can't see the discussions of what's taking place about the play. Uh, you know, I think it, it lends itself to more controversy, which the NFL loves, more calls that we can argue about, about whether the Saints should have won or the, the Vikings should have won or whether it would change the game, which I think it doesn't do justice to the to the competition on the field. It, it's sort of more of a TMZ approach than it is a competition approach. Uh, so that is disappointing to me. All yep. right. Next up, we had some other rule change 
uh, recommendations that are coming. So we had two rule change proposals that were endorsed. Uh, proposed competition committee to amend rule four, section three, article two. God sounds like a lawyer. Uh, which would prevent teams from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead ball files, fouls while the clock is running, something that Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel did during this past season. Uh, so no, you can't con- you know, commit multiple penalties and keep the clock moving uh, up until the two-minute warning uh, like, like Vrabel and Belichick did. What do you think about that rule? Uh, that one makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it, we were even questioning it. Me, me and you watched the end of that game together, and and we were wondering how much longer they can do this. Really, and it, it it got it got to the point where it was really frustrating to watch the end of that game. Um, so I mean, that, that is that is I think that's a good move by uh by the committee. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. After the one penalty, the clock should stop. That's the end of it. I mean, you can't just continue to commit multiple penalties, run the clock out. Yeah, it was just like you know in the NBA when uh, when when teams would foul Shaq because they knew he was such a terrible free throw shooter towards the end of the game and it would slow down the game, uh, you know fans would become frustrated and and uh, so this is a similar rule uh, to that. The hack so, Shaq. I, I think that's I think that's a, yeah the hack Shaq. So I think that's a, that's a great that's a good call. Yeah, another one. I think you might like this one. I'm not sure, uh, but the other rule change proposed by the competition committee is to amend Rule 12, Section Two, Article Nine. Oh, I know that. I know that one. <laughs> they make it sound like it's so official, like they're like there's a bunch of brain surgeons working at the freaking NFL. Uh, expand the defenseless player protection to a kickoff or punt returner who is in possession of the ball, but who has not had a time had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact of an opponent. So in other words, you, you don't kill a call a fair catch. You know, you catch the that's ball. What I'm that's why you call a fair catch. Yeah, I if mean, if you don't want to get hit, then call for a fair catch. And can you imagine the the the, the subjectivity of this call? Like, how is this going to yeah. be called on the field? That, that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, because I mean, what are you, are you supposed to let the guy just run past you? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't no, know how they're going to do it. You know, I understand if 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 you know a receiver goes up and you know gets blindsided and and, and gets blasted, um, but you know for for a for a kickoff returner, I mean, how much time can you give them? I mean, how many, you know, hundreds of a second or, or, or tenths of a second can you give them before they actually catch the ball and have possession and, uh, you know, can run the ball? I mean, it, it, that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, if you're going to do this, at least just do what the XFL did and just don't allow any players to run until the guy's got the ball. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, because I can, I can imagine how this is going to be called on the field. I mean, so you don't call the fair catch which is the chance, as Franny mentioned, the chance that you take if you don't call the fair catch, you're going to get leveled. That's mm-hmm. why you call the fair catch, so you don't get leveled. So you, you yep. don't call the fair catch. you got a defender bearing down on you. And how, how are the officials going to call, call that so the player has to run past you or stop in front of you? How exactly is it that that the defender is supposed to handle that play? Uh, I, think, touch? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> yes. one more... I think it's one more rule that favors the offense that's going to drive defense, you know, defensive players and defensive coaches crazy because, you know, what do you just call the fair catch? If you don't want to, if you don't want to get hit, call the fair catch. Otherwise you're on your own out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up Friday, we have NFL free agents out there that are still on the market. Uh, we still have a bunch of free agents. We talked about, uh, Jameis Winston and Cam Newton earlier, uh, but Jadavion Clowney still, you're one of your favorite players, I know. Uh, the quarterback I, killer. 
If, if he put on an Eagles jersey for the right price, I wouldn't mind. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Gee, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you have... I, well, I mean, okay, just imagine. Okay, just imagine if, if if he you know injured Roethlisberger, you know last year in the playoffs. I guess if it was in the playoffs, then be in the Super Bowl. But let's say he injured Roethlisberger uh, sometime during the season, and you know I'd be pissed this season or this off season. Uh, you'd be pissed. But just imagine if they got him for the right price. Yeah, I mean, you'd be happy. Right? Uh, I mean, he, yeah, probably. I mean, I, 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 wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay. want. I wouldn't want Vontez perfect, no matter how much we paid for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I wouldn't want to pay him, you know, uh, 20 or 18 or $17 million, but for, you know, maybe 12 million, 13 million, somewhere around there. If, if he gets desperate enough to bring down his price that much, then yeah, let him come to the Eagles. I wouldn't mind, even yeah. though I hate him, but hey, let him level another quarterback. On another team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it looks like, so he wants to, he wanted 20 million. looks like the Seahawks offered him 15 million on a multi-year deal. Uh, the Browns are, you know, are essentially saying that they talked to all of the eligible free agents that could potentially make their team better. Uh, but the Browns are allegedly interested in Clowney, but it looks like he's getting closer, uh, to the 15 to $17 million range, uh, from the $20 million that he asked for, uh, from the Seahawks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think he's probably going to end up taking, you know, 15 or 16 million over, over three or four years from some team. And, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be the Seahawks. Looks like the Seahawks are probably going to be out of the running for Jadavion Clowney. I think that's a smart move for them. I mean, you, you definitely don't want to pay the guy, uh, you know, too much money. Uh, you know, but I, I think within that within that range, you know, for for his abilities, that's that's pretty fair. About fifteen ish. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, next up, we got Everson, Everson Griffin. Uh, last year, eight sacks, twenty four hits, uh, crushed defenses from the outside edge. You know, he's still out there. I think he's 31 or 32 years old. Uh, but you could probably get him in the, the 12 to $14 million range. I think someone should make a run at him. Uh, the Steelers don't have any money. You guys have a little bit of money. Uh, but it looks like the Seahawks may uh, put an offer in on Everson Griffin because Clowney, the Clowney deal does not look like it's going to going to happen. Uh, and it also looks like uh, Griffin is interested in playing for the Seahawks and bringing back the Legion of Boom. What do you think about Griffin? Um, that'd, that'd be a good move for them, you know, especially after, uh, you know, losing, um, you know, um, Clowney. And, and I, I, it'd be a good move. For, I mean, for the right price, though. I mean, obviously, for the right price, you don't want to overspend for these guys because the draft is coming up. You don't know what you're going to get. Uh, so I mean, it would be a good move uh, for them to consider bringing him on board. Yeah, yeah. And we got another cornerback out there, too. Logan Ryan is still floating around. Uh, something the Eagles might want to consider. But, it, you know, all reports are that the Lions uh, are going after him to replace Darius Slay, who went your way. Uh, yeah. But, he, you know, you could probably, you know, he signed a three-year, three-year $30 million deal uh, with Tennessee in 2017. Looks like you could probably get him. You know, for nine, eight to nine million dollars, he's a decent. You know, he's a decent corner for sure. Um, you know, what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, for the Eagles, I think the Eagles right now, you know, they got their guy that they're paying a lot of money for. Um, but and he's you know, worth it. The, the, the draft is coming up. You know, the draft is 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 coming up. A lot of these guys that are still in the free agent free agent market, uh, free agency market. Um, you know, they're they're getting a little desperate. I mean, so. Uh, you know, a lot of their, their teams are going to get 
pretty decent deals for any of these guys that are out there right now. But I, I think, you know, because of uh, the current situation, um, you know, they, they don't want to make, they don't want to throw a lot of cash at these guys either. So, I mean, that, that's why these guys are sort of sitting there. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, last guy that I wanted to talk about tonight, uh, Jason Peters still hanging out there, you know, ton of yeah. injuries. He's up there in age. He's 38 years old. Uh, he looks, might be desperate enough to come back to the Eagles. It looks like he might. Yeah. The scuttlebutt yeah. is that he may be coming back to the Eagles, having not found any offers to his liking. You know, I, yeah, I like I like Jason Peters. I mean, I know he's older, but he's great. I mean, he's great when he can play. He's great when he's not injured. And I think another Eagle out there is uh, I think Corey Clement is still sort of hanging around. Uh, I said he would have been great for the Steelers because he's not going to be the worth that much money. But if he's out there and nobody you know picks him up. He also might make his way back for the Eagles, and I'd be exciting if, excited if he comes back. But uh, he, he's a great running back. I'm surprised that he's still out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Friday, we're, uh, we're about 55 minutes in. Do you mind if we take a quick break and make sure the audio and everything is working as we expect? Yep. Uh, and then come back really quick. We'll finish up the NFL news, and we'll get into our other subjects. What do you think? Good. I'm good with that, Ben. All right. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. I cannot hear the bumper, but Ben points it at me, so we must be back. And Ben, <laughs> what is left on this portion of the agenda? Yeah, just a couple quick stories about the NFL contracts. So the NFL contracts will be null and void if the, if the season is short well, or they'll be cut short. Uh, the NFL standard player contract does not have any language about a force majeure, the legal term, and neither does the CBA, uh, meaning that if there's some intervening event that is beyond the player's control, they will still be paid nonetheless. And that means that it's pretty simple. No games, no payment of base salary or per game bonuses, which is the majority of compensation for most players. In other words, players get their base salary and bonuses only when games are played. And it gets trickier if the NFL were to condense the schedule to, say, eight games. This could be negotiated with the NFL Players Association, but the likeliest scenario is that players are paid prorated amounts for games actually played. Uh, so, Franny, what do you think about that? If the season does not take place or the season is truncated, players will not be played, paid among, you know, commensurate with the contracts that they have already signed. Or, for example, you signed a $20 million contract, they play eight games, you get $10 million. That yeah, does not, not seem fair to the players who negotiated in good faith. That, I mean, that is true. But for those guys that did sign those huge contracts that are making, you know, 10, 15, 20 million dollars a year, it's not really going to affect them as much as it affects the other guys, the majority of the guys in the league that don't make that much money. Um, so it, it's it's uh, it's not fair. I mean, you see a lot of businesses now, um, you know, with what's going on in the world, paying or at least trying to pay. Uh, their employees, even when they're not at work, and uh, for these owners uh, to make as much money and and to have as much money as they do to not be able to pay their players, I mean, it, does, it just doesn't look good. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's it, it's I mean, it's 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 not fair to a lot of the guys, and and it's not like the Russell Wilsons or the Ben Roethlisberger's of the world. It's those guys that are you know uh, you know making five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, maybe a million dollars. I mean, it seems like a lot of money. But 
you know, if, if you get a million dollars tomorrow and you get, don't get paid for five years, that's not a lot of money. Yeah, so, exactly. um, you know, exactly. it, it, it sounds like a large contract, but it's really not, especially if you only get a portion of it too. Yeah. I mean, I think that they need to negotiate something with the players association and, and the, uh, and the league needs to be involved in this. I mean, it will just lend itself more to this. It's just business. I got to get mine type of mentality that the players already have to a large degree. And if they think that the owners don't care enough about them to pay them a significant amount of their salary, if this, even if the season is truncated down, I think it will just, it'll, it'll lend more uh, to that attitude of, of, of why should I be loyal to the team if the team's not going to be loyal to me? And you'll see more players moving around and you'll get less of that team camaraderie that, that I like in the league. I mean, I, I think they got to come up with a better way of of doing this rather than you know it's it's an, it's a contract for the season right so if the season is played in whole or in part i think they should get the bulk of the contract that they signed and it's just a shame that that you know they put the players in this situation as Franny said i mean it's it's they worked to do this their entire life right it's like you go to school to be a lawyer and then one day they're like well you can't be a lawyer anymore we're not going to pay you to be a lawyer anymore go figure out something to do uh, and that's essentially what these players that are making six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand dollars, will be told to do if there's no season. Well, you can't play football. Go figure out something else to do. Uh, so they need mm-hmm. to figure out something with the players' association. They can't go. They can't go to the XFL anymore. No, the XFL is <laughs> defunct. Uh, so the, are they done? I mean, is the XFL. I mean, the way I read the the story was essentially that the XFL is done. They're, 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 it's, they're, it's canceled. There's no plans for a, a second season. It seems like you know, unless things turn around. But it, right now, uh, it looks like this the the league is like you said, Ben. It's it's defunct. It's something that you search for on Wikipedia, <laughs> and it says this page <laughs> is no longer like, exists. It's, it's, no, it's it's just history now. It's, it's, it's like a history <laughs> lesson in defunct football leagues just like the original xfl just like uh, the aaf just like the afl i mean it, it, that's basically what it's becoming the aaf and we made so much fun of it but it actually lasted longer than the xfl, XFL yeah i mean uh, i'd be shocked if, if vince mcmahon doesn't try to bring it back you know once this crisis is over uh but they fired all of their employees uh and they told them that they have no plans on restarting the league, they closed it. They refunded all the season ticket holders. So it, it looks like the league Talk is, about not is paying no, people. Yeah, <laughs> is no more. Uh, but there's a lot, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, Alan Herman, who's one of the, the, you know, very well known agents, thinks that the season is going to happen. Drew Rosenhaus, everyone's favorite agent, uh, thinks that, or uh, thinks that the season is not going to happen. But Drew Rosenhaus thinks that it's going to happen. Uh, so there's a lot of different opinions out there about whether the season is going to happen. Uh, but these players not being paid, uh, if the, if the season doesn't happen, you know, makes you wonder why you have a union in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, is, that, that is completely true. Ben and, 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 uh, you know, being, being part of a union, you wonder where your dues are going and who's really fighting for you. And then that is, that is true. At the very least, every I mean, player, have a, a player's union, yeah, there should be some minimum salary if you're in a, a certain range. If you're in the minimum salary range, you make X amount. If you're over ten million, you make X amount. Twenty million, you make X amount. But everybody, every player should be yeah, at least or, or just shared shared revenue. You know, I mean, yeah. even, even if you are a Ben Roethlisberger or if you are a Russell Wilson or you know a Wentz or uh, you know or 
you know any other quarterback making huge amounts of money whatever i mean you know they they, uh, they have a very large expenses because they make a lot of money but you know why not share the revenue where these guys that are making you know a lot less money you know have them still make uh, you know 200,000 or $300,000 in salary that still keeps them you know afloat um and and i think that's that's pretty fair you know not not give those guys their you know 30 million dollars give them a little bit less so these guys could get a little bit more yeah i mean the league is still making money right i mean the nfl network still exists they're still selling yeah. jerseys and helmets and everything else that people are buying yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still like last night last night i was looking at accessories to buy that had eagles gear on it i mean it was like you know eagles logo or something i mean there, there's still there's still uh, uh sources of revenue coming in for the teams and for the owners so they're still making money even though this the uh you know the season is is you know, might not even start when initially thought. And they get a lot of goodwill, uh, you know, with the players. If they were able to at least, you know, Antonio Brown does not need, you know, a $10 million house or whatever he's got down there. Uh, but but people need <laughs> enough money to live, especially those players that are in the lower, you know, the lower, the lower pay scale. Uh, but next up Friday, we got John Harbaugh. My, well, one of my least favorite head coaches in the league, but he's complaining, Are we taking a shop in? he's complaining, 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 which is what John Harbaugh does. He went to the Mike D'Antoni school of coaching Baltimore Ravens I coach. That warrants a shot right there. <laughs> it probably there. does. It probably does. Where's that fireball? Oh God. Fireball is even worse than Jim beam fire. I think it's cheaper. I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like drinking. So I'm going to make an excuse and, and uh, you know, take a shot with you. I need to say something negative about someone, someone in my division, Ben. Oh, well, you have a lot. I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ready fruit to pick off the tree there. I mean, you got, you got, you got the Cowboys, you got the Redskins, you got the Giants, all a hot mess. Uh, you know, you could pick, take your pick there. We'll finish up with John Harbaugh and then we'll take a shot, but let's, let's yeah, see where so, this goes. So John Harbaugh whining as he usually does. Uh, he's uh, worried that sensitive team information is more vulnerable to getting stolen because of the technology that NFL teams are relying on to connect with players during the coronavirus pandemic. At a time when teams are preparing to go virtual from playbooks to meetings, Harbaugh has, Harbaugh has immediately texted the Ravens information technology members when he's read about Zoom or other online resources that are getting hacked. Uh, he's been assured that everything is secure, but he reminds them about how other companies believe the same before their customers account. Yeah, everybody's looking for Baltimore Ravens playbook. Um, but this is uh, uh, Harbaugh said it's a big concern. Harbaugh said during the Ravens pre-draft news conference, hopefully we'll be okay. Uh, but I really want the opposing coaches to have our playbook and our draft meeting. I don't want them to have opposing coaches to have our information. That would be preferable. Uh, the GM, uh, whose name escapes me, uh, or the uh, the the owner is either owner or the vice president of operations essentially said he's more concerned about one of his executives or one of his team members leaving the playbook on the front seat of their car when they go into the house or leaving it in a, in a, in a, you know, in a bar or a restaurant than he is worried about information technology getting hacked, essentially shooting back at John Harbaugh. But are you kidding me? Uh, and it, people are dying all over the world and you're worried that someone's going to hack into your zoom meeting when you can pay for encryption. It doesn't even it cost yeah. $19.99 a month to get an encrypted zoom meeting. <laughs> and you're worried about whether or not people are going to hack into your, I mean, your, your complicated Lamar Jackson playbook that you got there. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, how complicated can it be? I mean, he probably just has uh run, 
you know, a picture of the QBX <laughs> run, scramble out of pocket, uh, you know, do amazing things, uh, RPO, 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 yeah. run again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Ravens have a good team. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, but his whining, he's always oh, he finds a way to whine about everything. I mean, what do you what do you want people to do? You you want you want to not have a season? You want to not have people exchange runs. information? I think it runs in the in the Harbaugh family. I mean, his his brother wasn't any any different. Yeah, but how how do you expect to communicate with people? How, I mean, Franny and I are communicating. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is supposed to be encrypted. I mean, I don't know who would want it, but I mean, you I don't know. know. If, any, if anybody wants to hack in, feel free. We'd be happy if people hacked in yeah, and, yeah. And, and listen to the podcast. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, honestly, what do you really expect? You know, I, I mean, that would be a, a a serious endeavor to try to hack in, find first, find the the Ravens feed or the the players. I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past the Patriots though. Yeah, well, they protect your shit. <laughs> I mean, protect your shit. I mean, it's just like any, I mean, they, it's not like they have a, an organization like, you know, Oracle or something. I mean, you're talking about f- 55 players, coaches who should be doing the right thing. You just have to make sure they're all doing the right thing with their equipment, just like any other company that has telework. I don't see Goldman Sachs, you know, you know, picks for stocks to buy next week getting leaked out all over the place. And there are hundreds of employees, thousands of employees there. Uh, I just think John Harbaugh is looking for something to complain about. Uh, and it just it just doesn't make a lot of sense given what's going on Those in the damn world. Damn Baltimore Ravens! I mean, come on, people are this dying. Oh, someone's gonna steal our my playbook, RPO <laughs> run. Oh, I don't know. I just I mean, they're, scramble they're, out of the pocket, Lamar. Their offense is not particularly complicated. He took a chance on a quarterback who Failed. made him who made him look good. Fail in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two years in a row. All right, let's All do right, sh- Ben. Well, cheers, cheers to you. Here's to and the- I don't know. I'm just gonna take a shot. Right. I, I just, I'm just gonna take a shot with you. Cheers. Right. You took one with me. When I was talking. Well, I didn't say anything negative, really, about Dak. You kind of coaxed it out of me, but you know. Yeah, party cheers. at Dak Prescott's house this weekend, baby. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, the fireball. I, I, I'm telling you, I like the Jim Beam fire the best. I do. Oh, you should be drinking them. You should be drinking the peach right now. This oh, should no. Be a no, 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 no. You already gave me the punishment shot last week. You gave me the punishment shot last week, whatever that shit was that Sonia made for me that clumped up in my mouth. Like, uh, but like, this like, week, like that was a whole cheese. different. That's, that's a whole different story, Ben. I don't know what you did after the podcast, <laughs> but, but, uh, but like, tonight though, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Tonight though, you have, a, you have a good one tonight. Yeah. And I did, and it's outside. I didn't put it in the fridge tonight. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw the Baileys on the counter, I'm like, what are these people doing to me every week with the with the cottage cheese shots? <laughs> all right, Friday, what's and all right, we finished with the tag team news. What's next up on the big board? No. That was the regular news. The tag team news is oh, sorry, still coming up. The regular next news up on the big uh, on the big board is our promos for our fellow podcasters out there. All that right. I can't hear because uh, I'm not, you know, in the same studio as Ben. But Ben yeah. will play them. I can't hear them That's until true. I actually listen. To the yeah. podcast. Oh, that you'll have to listen now. All I right, will. all right, folks, hold tight. We'll have some promos for you, and we'll get right back. Hey, Seahawks fans, it's the guys over at the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm Bill Alvstead. And I'm Keith Myers. And first and foremost, we're Seahawks fans, just like you. We know you want smart, intelligent football talk with up-to-date, all-original content. How about consistency? We've been delivering a new show each and every week for three years running. We know you're listening, but how about your Seahawks friends and family? Let them know they can find us at SeahawksPlaybook.com. 
Or you can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps such as iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and many others. So until we meet up again, go Hawks! All right, folks, that is the Seahawks podcast, the Hawks Playbook Podcast. The show is thoughtfully produced every single week to keep you up to date on all things Seattle football. They talk pre-draft, minicamps, camp, and the Seahawks regular season and playoffs, we hope. The show features experienced C- Seattle Seahawks writer and football expert Keith Myers and is hosted by lifelong Seahawks fan and experienced podcaster Bill Ofsted. These guys are freaking awesome. You can find them on the web. Look for a link in the show notes and on Apple Podcasts. Also a link in the show notes. And you get them on Twitter at Hawks Playbook. We'll be right back with one more promo. Check out NY Jets Fans Podcast for all your weekly Jets and NFL news, game previews, and reviews for all Jets games. Join hosts Davin, Sharman, and Chris weekly for all things Jets, NFL, and some laughs also. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts. NY Jets Fans Podcast, where Jets and NFL fans come for all things football. All right, folks, that is the New York Jets fans podcast. We have shouted them out many times, and we will continue to do so because it is a freaking awesome show. Host Davin, Chris, and Charmin talk all things updates to the NFL, uh, the New York Jets, as well as uh, the playoffs, the pre-draft, everything. They are knowledgeable. They get into the nitty-gritty of player development, of the draft, of prospects, everything. They're knowledgeable, fun, and they don't hold back their opinions. They aren't afraid to take on the tough subjects. You can find them on Apple Podcast. Look for a link in the show notes, and you can find them on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news, our Thursday goal news, your Steelers news, my Eagles news, and Sonya's Seahawks news. All right, first up, we will take the Eagles right out of the gate. Poor Alshon Jeffrey can't get a break. It didn't take long before Harry Roseman realized that he had made a mistake when he guaranteed Alshon's Je- Alshon Jeffrey's salary for the 2020 season just before the season started last year. This was an interesting little tidbit. The Eagles general manager began actively shopping Jeffrey a month later, a month before the season started last year. Uh, the wide receiver's production waned, his injuries mounted, and he became implicated as the anonymous source behind the disparaging comments about team about the team to ESPN. Uh, what do you think about uh, learning that uh, Howie Roseman wanted to shop Jeffrey last year at the beginning of the season uh, because they weren't happy about guaranteeing that money uh, for the upcoming season? And it looks like he's still out there. It was a lot. It was a lot of money. I mean, they 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 did pay Alshon Jeffrey too much money. Um, is he worth it? Uh, they they did win a Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, it's basically, um, you know, a, a a payment for winning a trophy. Basically, I mean, he he was compensated for that, and he was paid you know too much, and you know he he did try to trade him, and you know about. He wasn't very happy in Chicago. He was not very happy in, in, in Philadelphia as well. I mean, it seems like he's a little bit of a headache. He's a little bit of a prima donna, um, which is seems normal amongst uh, wide receivers in the NFL. Um, but, you know, if, if he remains on the team for his, with his current contract, then, you know, I wouldn't I feel too bad about it. 
I mean, you know, Ben, I mean, when we and you were watching these games, I'm usually happy when, you know, Alshon Jeffrey is out there and making big plays. I mean, you know, he, he's, he is one of my, you know, favorite players for the Eagles right now. Um, but, you know, what happened? No, I was making the uh, the what gesture happened? of the hand of, of the uh, the ball. Oh, going, oh I thought you were saying time. No, I thought you were going time no, no. out. I, 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 the ball going video, through his hand really... in the playoffs. Okay, well, he was sort of injured in that game. All right, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to defend Jeffrey. You know, I, I, <laughs> they did pay him a lot of money, and he's not worth as much as they paid him, but he's still a good wide receiver. Um, and, but, you know, if, if they can get anything in return, if they can get, you know, a high draft pick for him or, 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 or another skilled player in return for him, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be distraught over it, but, you know, having him on the team, uh, I'm also not unhappy about that. I mean, I, you know, I, I like Alshon Jeffrey and, uh, he was, he was, a, a, a huge reason, a huge part of the, the, the reason that we won that Super Bowl. He made some amazing plays, not only at playoffs, but in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a headache, but it, I mean, I was I was shocked to learn that that Roseman yeah uh, regretted the was, the, the I signing. Was shocked. I was shocked at how big of a headache he actually was. You know, I, I thought he was a little more level headed because I I never really got that energy from him in the past. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't either way. He, he allegedly leaked a story about about the locker room. Was it last year? Uh, to ESPN, it became a little bit of a headache for the team. And I've always liked Jeffrey. I mean, I've always liked him as a receiver. Uh, and I think he's, he's as clutch as they come given his skill set. I don't think he's, you know, he's not Hopkins or Jones or, uh, or, uh, Thomas, but his skill set is significant, especially in the playoffs. And it was shocking to hear that they were looking to move him last year, uh, because I wasn't aware of that, at least at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't aware of that either, but uh, I mean, maybe, maybe they're, you know, the maybe that rumor is true, you know, with him, uh, you know, and him and Carson once not getting along, and 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 um, you know, just him just being a, a a headache in general in the locker room. I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going on in there, but it seems like he may be up uh, an issue. Yeah, I mean, and he got injured early on, like week two, I think, last year. Oh, he had well, he had multiple injuries last year. Yeah. He came in and he came back and you know it was it was it was off and on all year, oh. just like every other Eagles player, especially in the secondary. But Darius Slay is there to save the day. Oh, I hear the bottle opening. There it is, yeah, cracking open, cracking open. Next, I'll leave it. All right, next up the Steelers. This NFL's insistence that the 2020 draft go on as scheduled has prompted some team decision makers to voice their displeasure behind closed doors. The Daily News has learned That's that good. the Steelers general manager, Kevin Colbert, who I love, told league officials on a conference call that teams should be awarded three extra draft picks given the inherent challenges posed by the coronavirus restrictions. The lack of pro days, private workouts, and visits to team facilities have thrown some organizations for a loop especially the Steelers. The Steelers typically place great value in pre-draft in-person interactions with prospects because they're a classy team. Kohlberg ostensibly suggested the idea because he believes the teams will be prone to make more mistakes without the additional evaluation times. Kohlberg's stance is that a 10-round draft would widen a club's margin for error. All teams were permitted to conduct hour-long video conferences uh, with prospects up to three times a week 
with each prospect. Decision makers can interview an unlimited number of prospects as long as they disclose their list to the league office. However, the inability to conduct private on-field workouts is viewed as a significant setback by some team evaluators. Colbert, who, con- who conveyed his proposal before Roger Goodell threatened threatened league discipline to anyone publicly speaking out against the scheduled draft date, will be drafting from home like everybody else. Uh, Goodell threatened players not to talk shit about the fact that he was moving the draft or not, mo- or not moving the draft. Uh, but what do you think about Colbert's, you know, idea to have additional rounds in the draft due to teams not being able to meet the the potential prospects, the potential draft picks in person? A lot of teams like that. I think the Eagles uh, like I- that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I I think it should still be the same format. You know, you, seven rounds. Um, what do What do you think, Ben? I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know it's, things are a little more difficult now with, you know, the with the you know coronavirus flowing around. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Steelers really, really, really value those pro days, and they like taking players out to dinner. They like bringing them to Pittsburgh. And meeting with Mike Tomlin as well as the GM uh, and other uh, scouts and team executives. I mean, I think it's something that the Steelers like to do. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree that they've got to be a little bit more flexible given what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic. But I I don't necessarily think it's a terrible idea to add a few more draft picks in there uh, because players are not going. They'll be essentially doing what we're doing right now as a means of evaluating whether or not that's a player that they'd like to draft, they have the film and then a, and then a, and then a conversation via Zoom or Skype, but they don't have uh, the pro days. They don't have all of the things that they are typically accustomed to. So the play, I mean, Steelers got to be a little more flexible. But I do, I do like the idea of additional rounds in the draft. You still have to cut your rosters back before the season starts, but I do like the idea of some additional rounds. Uh, you know, given the fact that, that that you can't evaluate the players in person the way. You typically would. I mean, it's a it's an on field athletic event. You're not evaluating someone based on their intellectual ability alone. Uh, you need to see them in person, see what they can do, work them out, talk to them in person. Uh, so I I think that there's something to it, but I but I think Colbert's got to show a little bit more flexibility than than he is. Franny's nodding. No, I'm, I'm just nodding. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm um, I'm okay with the setup the way it is right now. I mean, you know, this is a one year thing. I mean, obviously, I know the the coronavirus is making things very difficult for a lot of these teams, and not being able to meet you know players in person and see what their body language is. I'm not sure how much they pay attention to that sort of thing. Um, but this is you know it's 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 one year. You know, I'm I'm sure there's still. Uh, uh, teams out there that have done, uh, you know, a lot of research in the players that they're going to pick, regardless of, you know, how they are in in face to face sort of, um, you know, interviews or whatever. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how how they do this, you know, but um, yeah, I, I think seven rounds is enough. A lot of these guys that are picked in the in the in the you know late rounds, sixth, seventh. I mean, these guys aren't going to make the team anyway. If you have 10, I mean, you're going to have these extra guys, three or four guys that are going to be on the team that are probably not going to cut it anyways. Um, so I, I don't I don't see a reason for, you know, a, a, an eighth round or ninth round or tenth round pick. I mean, you know, very, very rarely does a seventh round uh, pick make a huge impact on a team. You know, we'll just imagine what an eighth, ninth or tenth round pick would do. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right. Next up, Brandon Bean of the Bills, the general manager. Here's what he should have said. Uh, Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner doesn't believe that it should alter the impact the Steelers or the, that the Seahawks will have in any way. He does not worried about coronavirus or anything else. Bobby Wagner believes that the Seattle Seahawks are going to win the NFC West. During an appearance on ESPN's first take on Wednesday morning, the six-time Pro Bowler and 2020 All-Decade Team honoree was asked how his team, fresh off an 11-5 campaign, can compete in a retooled NFC that now includes Tom Brady, DeAndre Hopkins, and a number of revamped teams still improving their rosters. It could be the offseason bravado talking, but judging by his answer, Wagner would have no issue doubling and tripling down on his claims. Wagner said, I feel really confident. Obviously, Russell Wilson is an amazing quarterback. The things that he does on the field are just amazing. Like you said, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in our game. Uh, we're confident on that side. I feel like from the defensive standpoint, there is a lot of room for improvement. We have to play a little bit better, but I feel if we make those changes and make those improvements, I still feel like we are the team to beat. So Wagner said essentially what Brandon Bean should have said. What do you think about uh, the Seahawks' chances to win the NFC West and the NFC in its entirety? He's laughing. I mean, at me. he's he, no, no. I'm sorry. He he he's uh, he's 100 right in being confident in his team. But that is a very hard, uh, very difficult division to win. Um, but I, I I do have a lot of respect for his heart. <laughs> it's in the right place for sure. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> you, you, you still have, uh, you know, you have San Francisco there. You have, uh, I mean, the Rams, you just never, you don't know what to expect from the Rams this season. And even Arizona will be a little tougher this year. Um, but what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I agree with Bobby Wagner. I think the Seahawks are the team to beat in the NFC going into this season. Uh, I, I'll yet, I'll, I'll hold my breath on the, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll see what, what the defense, you know, how the defense looks, but right now I, I feel yeah, like but just their, their, their division alone though. I mean, I mean, just, just playing the teams in their division is going to be pretty difficult. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Rams are down though. The Rams are down. Uh, the Cardinals are not ready uh-huh. to make that jump just yet. And I didn't. I didn't uh, realize that it was for the whole NFC because I was. I was just looking at other stuff on my phone here. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that that Aaron Rodgers' predictions for the Green Bay season are a little bit overblown. I don't think the Green Bay Packers have the personnel to win the NFC. So outside of you know, you know, the the Tampa Bay Bucks or potentially the Eagles and some other teams in the NFC. I, I think that the Seahawks are right there in the NFC for, for making a well, run the, for a Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I mean obviously there's, there's, uh, I mean, the Saints are, oh, are good still Lord, a very the good Saints. team. Okay. The Saints. Yeah, and, I, and the Vikings. I hey, know. where did ESPN, ESPN rank them? What, number two? I didn't I agree with it, but they ranked them at number two. Um, I, I, I'm always high on Atlanta. Uh, they have a very good team there in Atlanta. And some as new well, uniforms. That's, that's and it, I don't mind the uniforms. No, I don't mind them either. I don't the mind them. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you have, you know, Minnesota, you have Green Bay. Um, I, I hate to say it, but Dallas is also there too. Oh, I mean, good I don't, God. I, 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 I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but they're, they're, they're still there. But I mean, I, the, uh, the, the, they the were Seahawks eight and are eight. definitely, I think what's going to make it difficult for the Seahawks is they have a, just a tough division that they plan. I mean, for the Eagles, the division sucks. 
you know, I mean, and, 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 you know, so it's easier for, for, for them to have more success and to win the, those games against the teams in their division. Whereas the C, the, the Seahawks have to play the, the Niners twice. They have to play the Rams twice. They have to play Arizona twice. And all those teams, they have improved. They have gotten better. I mean, the Rams are, you know, I, I still think they're going to be okay. Um, but it's, it's just a tough division for them to play in and for them to come out of. Uh, yeah, I like, just like it was this season. I like their chances. I like their chances in the NFC this year. For sure, for sure. Uh, all right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel-good story. All right, hold tight, everybody. We have our feel-good story. All right, as Friday mentioned, we have our feel good story of the week. First up, we have Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay finding and keeps finding ways to pitch in during the Indiana's fight. Indiana's fight against the coronavirus pandemic. Ursay uh, announced Sunday on his Twitter account that he'd obtained ten thousand N95 masks, the respiratory mask critical to protect respiratory therapists, doctors, and nurses, and other people that work in the healthcare industry. Uh, the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts owner is donating the masks to the Indiana State Department of Health to be distributed to the hospitals where they are most urgently needed. What do you think about Ursay finding 10,000 masks? Uh, not something that you would typically expect out of Ursay, uh, but donating them to the healthcare industry. I think that's pretty cool. No, I mean, I, I think I think it's wonderful. I think um, Robert Kraft did the same exact thing, right? I mean, he had, yep. he had a, a, an airplane full of... Uh, of PPE or, or medical equipment in general um, uh, to donate to hospitals. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's great that uh, some of the owners are stepping in and doing this sort of thing. For sure, for sure. And next up, we have your owner, Jeffrey Lurie, doing some really interesting work. Lurie wanted to donate to a cause that countered the coronavirus pandemic's impact on a national level, but he didn't know which endeavor to pursue. And that's why the Eagles owner did some research before making a personal donation to Penn Medicine on Friday. Lurie said he talked to multiple infectious disease experts and epidemiologists around the country and other doctors as well on the front lines. And they mainly were in agreement that we need healthy health personnel, doctors, nurses, and other health staff, because there is no way the hospitals were going to be able to withstand the numbers of people that are going to need urgent care or intensive care. So testing became the crucial aspect, because if you don't know who's healthy, how do you protect healthcare personnel and how do you protect patients. So Lurie donated $1 million of his own money to Penn Medicine. The donation will establish the COVID-19 Immunology Defense Fund, which will lay the foundation for the world's first and foremost experts to fight the novel coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Lurie said testing for antibodies is vital to the development of vaccines for the virus. The new program will merge research in diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccine development but the hope is that the research will lead to successful treatment plans. Uh, what do you think about Jeffrey Lurie doing his research and not just donating a bunch of money, but it looks like he did his research and determined that, that uh, finding antibody tests yes. was important. He has a bunch of money. He does have a <laughs> bunch of donate, money. Regardless if he's done his research, uh, but you know, good, good for him. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to hear that coming from uh, the Eagles as well. But it, it seems like the NFL community in general is, is pulling together and uh, and and donating and 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 just you know 
throwing money at this this problem and and it's 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 good to see it's definitely good to see ben yeah for sure what do you think i mean have the Steelers done anything, Ben? No, not as far as I know. Not as far as I know. The the uh, the the CEO of Twitter, you know, set the bar pretty high this week. He donated a billion with a B dollars. Uh, to hey, if I could, <laughs> if I could donate that much money, then then I'd be happy to. And allegedly, <laughs> that it, means it, you have way yeah, more. It was a third. Uh, it was something like a third of his net worth that he donated. Uh, I mean, he's going to He's got a, you know, obviously cash flow that comes in every single day from Twitter. Twitter's not going anywhere. Uh, but he set Mm-mm. the bar pretty high. But uh, I mean, I, I, the reason I wanted to include that is because I think that, uh, he's onto something there. You know, we need to figure out who has tested positive, who's got antibodies for this thing so that we can get the economy back moving and at least get people back to some reasonable sense of, sense of normalcy. normalcy. And, you know, without that testing, without testing for the, for the virus, testing for the antibodies, I don't, I mean, people are going to be continue to be scared of each other, scared to go outside. And, and I think that's a huge, huge, you know, important deal, especially at Penn Medicine, which is a seriously competent organization. Uh, so, Franny, what is next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our total Team wins challenge. All right. We'll have to see if Sonia is ready. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. We'll grab Sonia and we'll get our total teams wins challenge off on the right foot. All right, and we are back with our total teams wins challenge. Ben, you want to explain what that is to our listeners? Yeah, so last year we placed, uh, we all chose what we believe the total team wins would be uh, when the Vegas when Vegas released their spreads in the, uh, you know in April of last year or late March last year. Uh, we guessed again against the Vegas spreads after the draft when we saw what teams did in the draft. And then at the beginning of the season, we all guessed what we thought the team's total wins would be. And we, and we, we measured that against what the teams actually were. So it's against Vegas, against Vegas, and then against, uh, the actual team wins. And then we added up the difference. In other words, how far we were off in total across those three rounds. And I hear a, a, one of our dogs scratching on their bed. I was looking around myself to see what that was. I think that's one of our dogs scratching on their beds in the house. Uh, yep. So bear with All us, right. folks. But so we, we measure how far off you were in total in the first round, the second round, and the third round. And the, the person of the three of us with the smallest number uh, wins a prize. Last year I won, uh, but no one got me a prize. Just so we know, just so you all know, no one just no one got me a prize. So I feel a little bit. We hurt never offered to get you one. Man. We never offered to get you a prize. You said if me and Sonia won, you would get us a prize, but nobody ever offered <laughs> to get you one. Right. Well, luckily, if anyone's hearing that, they can sound how unfair that is. Uh, but <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so Sonia, just so you know. Uh, when, when, uh, Friday and I went through a few of these last week. Uh, so you should know that the Steelers, the Seahawks and the Eagles, all Vegas has them all at 9.5 wins. Uh, so we should all guess 9.5 for our teams. Just so you know, I don't remember any of the other ones. Uh, but I do remember that the Steelers, why why should, why, why should I? 
Because that's what Vegas. Just because you told everybody, that's what. Well, it's because okay. that's what Vegas. So we're guessing what Vegas is going to guess. Yeah, and they already they've been released, uh, okay. and and all three of our teams were at nine point five, which is really interesting, since we're all going into the season with the same expectation on our teams according to Vegas. Uh, so in order to get a zero, uh, in other words, you won't be off at all by the actual spread. I would guess nine point five. So okay, all right, all right. So first up, a lot of scratching going on. Yeah, what's going on? Is, is the dog okay? He, he went to the other bed. Yeah, he went to the other bed. Couldn't get comfortable. All right, so uh, I, it's. Go ahead, Franny. Oh <laughs> uh, no, go ahead, Ben. Uh, well, can you share your screen though, so I can see where you have the spreadsheet on your on your computer, right? I do, I do. Let me see if I can uh, share the screen. Nope, that's not it. How do I do nope. this? Yeah, but the the P sign behind sign just says P. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't figure out how to do it. So I'll just go through the teams. Uh, first up, Arizona Cardinals. Sonia, how many wins do you think the Cardinals are going to have? Uh, six. Ooh, six. Interesting. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm right on board with Sonia. I was about to say six myself. Really? Boom. Yeah. Ugh, against Vegas. Well, ben knows otherwise because he looked at what Vegas has got. So he, of course, he's gonna win. Oh, Ben's cheating. No, Ben's no, cheating no, 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 so, Franny, you're saying okay. six? I'm going to say I'm seven. saying six. All right. Atlanta Falcons. Sonia. Uh, Falcons. Falcons. Division. Division. Falcons. Falcons. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stay with six. Interesting. Mm, that's, okay. That's, that is, I mean, the, the division has changed. Um... Yeah, I'm always high on Atlanta, though. I'm going to say nine wins Oof. for Atlanta. Nice. Really? Yeah. yeah, they're your Jets. Maddie Ice, Maddie Ice. Atlanta. Hey, they're in the same division as Tom Brady. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Tom Brady. <laughs> chick, 43. Lists. 43. Tom Brady. I'm going to say seven also. I'm going to say seven for, uh, for the Falcons. Nah, I'll say eight. I'll say eight. Eight for the Falcons. Uh, next, 7.5. 7.5. Seven seven, seven. Yeah, you're allowed to do 0.5s. If you want to do 0.5s, you can do 0.5s because we're going against Vegas this time. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Sonia. Uh, I'm going to say 11. Ooh, 11. That's a lot of wins for the Ravens. Franny. That's funny. I was I was thinking the exact same thing before Sonia said 11. I was also thinking 11. Me and Sonia are on the same page on that one. Boring. I'm busy texting Frana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see you. Uh, I'm going to go with 10. Uh, you're not that far off from us. Yeah. Well, you know. You know <laughs> like 11? That's crazy. I'll give them 10. Well, the Ravens, they probably, <laughs> Vegas is probably high on them, even though they're, 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 their confidence is misplaced. I, uh, I just think that division is pretty terrible. Yeah. 
I mean, it's. I the, mean, the only the only team that's that, that. I mean, is the Steelers. I mean, I don't expect the Browns to be any good. I don't expect the Bengals to be any good. I mean, really, the Steelers are the only competition that they have in that division. That's true. Uh, next, and up, it's all dependent on Roethlisberger. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, next up, the Buffalo Bills. Sonya, how many wins? Oh, God help me, a five. Ooh, ooh, wow. Well, okay. well, hold on, hold on. They did okay this season. Um, oh, you don't change your mind because me and Ben. No, 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 no. They're our team. They're our adoptive team too. So hold on, hold on. I got, I got to backtrack on that. Sorry. Um. <laughs> oh God, I wish I paid attention to their schedule. Um, I'm gonna go with seven. Ooh, okay, Franny. I'm gonna yeah. say nine and a half. Wins nine and a half for the Bills. Nice. I'm gonna go with nine. I'm gonna go with nine for the Bills. Okay. Carolina Panthers. Next up, Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Rule. Sonia. Uh, six. Ooh, no confidence. Franny. <laughs> Five. Ooh, less confidence. I'm gonna say six. Tough division. I'm gonna say six. Sonia. Okay. Your Chicago Bears. Oh, God. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, no, Nick no Foles. longer Mitchell Trubisky. Nick Foles. His, yeah, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Come on, motherfucker. Um, She's back. Our our listener just went up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give them seven wins. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Ooh. In here, yeah, man, it's funny. Me and Sonya are on the same page. I was thinking seven as well. What about you, Ben? I think in that there's a chance I could be in second place. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben's gonna win regardless. He's gonna play with these numbers at the end of the season. No, He's win no, every no, single no. Year. You got Minnesota. He is up the agenda, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> you got Minnesota, Green Bay, and, and now it's a spreadsheet. Now we we can't take any pictures of this. It's oh, I I don't know how to share this. I don't know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I I should have pulled the board out and and did it myself. Okay, I'll send it to you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and it, after you switch it, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I'm gonna go with eight. Okay. Uh, next up, your Cincinnati Bengals. Whoever wants to claim them. Mine. Nobody's. Yeah, I don't know why there are anybody's, but Sonya. <laughs> oh, Lord, Cincy. I don't remember how they even did this season. Not well. Um, not well. Not no, not well for a, a while. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm. I'm going to give them. I'll, I'll be generous. I'll, I'll give them five wins. Ooh, that is generous. Yeah, I'll be slightly less generous than Sonya. Give them four. I'm going to also give them four, which I I think is still generous. That's that's probably generous yeah. too. I would say zero is probably just about right, but you know, four <laughs> zero. Well, I think Pittsburgh has the easiest schedule this season. That's why. I mean, uh, your division has the easiest schedule. Yeah, well, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt to have the Bengals and the Browns in your division. Yeah. Uh, next up, Whatever. we have uh, the Cleveland Browns, Sonia. Oh Lord, what did I give Cincy? Five. Four. I'll uh, give five. the Browns. I'll give the Browns four. Ooh, interesting. Well, I. I, w- I would say uh, we were really high on the Browns last Where season. We? <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. I mean, the media was, everybody was high on them, um, but they came crashing down to earth with what? Eight. They were eight and eight. Yep. And I would expect them to go eight and eight this year as well. Ooh, eight. Wow. I'm going to give them um, against Vegas. I'm going to say nine. 
Nine nine center field nine. I think Vegas is going to be high on them. Next up, your Dallas Cowboys front a Sonia. What do you think about the Dallas Cowboys next week? Next uh, next year. Well, who's their quarterback today? Dak um, Prescott partying with thirty five people in his house. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I will give. I'll give them eight. Ooh, spot on, Franny. Um. You know, I, I would. I'm going to say nine. Ooh, interesting. Nine for the Cowboys. Amari Cooper gives them another win. I'm going to say because everybody loves the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say nine and a half. Denver Broncos. Sonia. Oh, someone just moved there, didn't they? Um, Drew Locke coming into his second season. Stud quarterback. No. Six. Six. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wait, didn't they pick up the... Uh, yeah, they picked somebody up. I mean, I, I just see every other team in that division improving. I, I mean, even... I think the Chargers are going to be better. I think Oakland is going to be better. I mean, Kansas City is the freaking champ. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they have to play those teams. Um, so, I, they're just not very good. I, I would say six wins for Denver. Interesting. You guys are going to be like, I'm going to be the outlier here. Uh, for the Broncos with Drew Locke, I'm going to say seven. <laughs> One more game? Yeah. Well, you know, in Vegas terms, that's a lot. Uh, yes, it is. Next, Sonia. I'm going to be the outlier here. Six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> your, your Detroit Lions, Sonia. How many wins for oh, Matt Stafford and your only. Lions? Gosh, darn it. Damn it, guys. I'd really like to see them win. Gee golly, whiz. Gee golly. Please. Uh, Sugar Jets. I'm going to give them... What did they end up on last season? Um, Not, like three or four, I the think. Jets? Well, Ben, wait, who are we talking about? The Lions. The, the Lions. Oh, okay, I was thinking, oh, okay, the Lions. Yeah, it yeah. was like three they or four, good. wasn't it? They were good early on. And then Stafford got hurt. Yeah. Uh, I really like Stafford. Um uh, all right, I'll, I'll I'll give them seven. I'm being very generous. Wow, that is generous, Franny. Um, hmm. I mean, w- with Matthew Stafford playing healthy early last season, healthy, they were actually pretty. They were a pretty good team. Um, but Minnesota's good. Green Bay is good. Yep. The Bears are whatever. Um, Bears. Are- I'm, I'm gonna say. Eight. I too will say eight. Oh, Franny, your Green Bay Packers. Sonia, what say you? Ten. Woof. <laughs> Double digits. <laughs> Damn. I'm not a monster. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl, so that, you know, that's, I guess that's. So does Roethlisberger, but I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but we have a good I'm team. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 11 for the Green Bay Packers. Damn. Wow. A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. Damn. (laughs) I'm going to say 11. Because of of Vegas. Because of Vegas. Vegas is going to say 11. Uh, Next up. Because you're looking at the odds right now. Because you're looking at it, aren't you? I I can see the reflection in your glasses, I only have one screen. Just because I'm six miles away doesn't mean I can't see that reflection in your glasses. (laughs) There it is. There's the reflection. Uh... (laughs) 
Houston, no one's. Houston Texans. Sonia, what say you? Oh, shit. They were okay this season. Um, They're always okay. Yeah, but then and then Bill O'Brien started. They're the Honda Accord of football teams. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Um, because they were good. I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with ten. Oh, that's a lot. Sonia, yeah. ten. Franny. For Houston? Deshaun Watson. Brandon Cooks. Oh man. I mean with with Tennessee Duke Johnson coming up that coming up in that division and uh and Philip Rivers now a part of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> oh yeah. That's uh strikes fear into the into the hearts of uh, yeah. It's like taking uh, yeah, on John I'll, I'll, it's like you know, taking on John I, I Snow think, in a battle. I think Houston, Houston yeah, Houston's gonna win eight games this year and miss out on the playoffs. I'm going to say seven. Wait, no. Ah, Vegas? Yeah, I'm still going to say seven. Nah, I'm going to say eight. (laughs) Seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. I think Vegas is going to put them at eight and eight, I think. Uh, Next up, your Indianapolis Colts. Sonia, what say you? Nine. (laughs) I don't know know why they're yours, Sonia, but you can have them. Yeah, I don't know. They're in the family. Uh, Friendly. Well, Ben, your Indianapolis Colts. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say eight and a half. Ooh. Uh they got a decent team, but I'm gonna say eight. Oh, here we go. Sonia. You're gonna say what? What's your number? Eight. Eight. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars. Sonia. Over under oh. three. <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville. Um, God, there's so many Florida teams. Um, it's a dirty, dirty. Okay. Jacksonville, uh, eight. Jeez. Okay. That's quite, that's like two or three seasons for them. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? What did they end up with last season? Uh, four, I think. I think. I don't know what the record was at the end of the season, but now, I mean, they're, they have uh, Minshew starting. It looks like they're just trying to yeah. reboot like they do every few years. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say three for them. I, I mean, Minshew mania, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be a lot of folks in the stadium, uh, you know, dressing up like him. Uh, it's not going to be worth it, though, because they're only going to win three games. Yeah, I'm going to say four. Next okay. up, Sonia, your Kansas City Chiefs. What say you? Twelve. Jeez. They're good. They are very good. <laughs> Friday. What I'm actually going to rate. I'm going to rate Sonia one more win than that. <laughs> Thirteen for the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go with twelve too because I think they they're going to face a little bit more competition this year. Uh, next up, no one's Los Angeles Chargers. Sonia, <laughs> what say you? The Chargers. Liter- Their eighteen thousand fans are waiting on your every breath. Four. Damn. Okay. Friday. Uh, I think seven. Ooh, that seems okay. Actually, you know what? They don't have a quarterback. Six. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I say- think their team. Their team is they good. Ever did. <laughs> I, I think they have they have a good team. They just don't have a quarter uh, a quarterback right now. So I think with the talent that they have on that team, they could win some games, but they're not going to win a lot. Yeah, I'm going to say six as well. Uh, next up, Sonia, the L.A. Rams in the house. 
Jared Goff and a host of overpaid players. What do you say? Fine. <laughs> Ooh, you have a lot of faith in the Rams. Franny. They're still I'm a good say, team. I mean, only because the Seahawks are very good and the Niners are very good. Those are four games that they will probably lose uh, next season. So I'm going to say, you know, eight wins for the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to also say eight. I, I think I think right in a, an eight and eight range is what Vegas is going to expect out of them, especially with Cooks. Uh, is that what you read? Cooks left. Well, the way the Cooks he's, got he's, traded he's this reading, week. He's reading the article as we speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not he's doing, got multiple I'm not screens. doing anything else over here. Uh, all right, next up, Sonia, your Miami Dolphins. What say you? Come on. Christian's uh, Miami Dolphins. Five. Oh, Fitz magic only gets you to five. Friday. Yep. You know, they, they, they won five this year and we thought they'd win zero. Um, and they've made some impressive moves they this have. off season. They have. Uh, and you know, that, that, that division is me up for grabs. Uh, but I still see them winning maybe seven games. All right. Friday with seven. I am also going to come in at six. Oh, Franny. Are you just are you just listening to what Fran and I are saying and then you're trying to go into the middle or <laughs> No. I mean <laughs> He's trying to make for an interesting no, podcast. I'm trying to make no, never. <laughs> I'm gonna go Fran. Never interesting. Never, never, never. Uh, we for, don't want this podcast to be interesting. <laughs> we don't want can it be depressing? Sure, this is quite boring can, to can the it, listener. Can it be depressing? No, that, that, well yeah, we maybe. gotta make it more exciting. All right, Fran. Next up in Kirk motherfucking cousins. <laughs> the the Minnesota Vikings, Sonia, what say you? Ten. Ooh, ooh a lot of confidence. Uh, Wonder Bread gets I'd ten. Say nine, nine for the Vikings for me. I'm going to also say nine for the Vikings because I think they're going to be a little bit down this year. Diggs is gone. Uh oh my God, the Patriots. Sonia, what say you? Who's our quarterback? Uh, Stidham, Jared <laughs> Not Stidham, Tom Brady, and Brian Hoyer and uh, Josh McCown. Uh. So David okay. Carr. With that, with, <laughs> with that being said, with that being said, Andy um, Dalton, we are <laughs> Cyclops. We are we are going to actually see was it the quarterback or was it the coaching? So uh, for the Patriots, first year without Tom Brady, Gronk's not coming back. We don't know. Um, come back last year. Well, he would be a free agent if he comes back, so they're not guaranteed to get him. He got to clear waivers. Uh, Although he'd be a great pickup for the Seahawks. Yeah, he's got to clear waivers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's just pick up all the old players. Um, He's not that old. Yeah, Gronk. I'll take him. I'll take him. He's broken. He's a broken young guy. He's He's a broken young man. He's going to get tired of trying to make his family money and come back and play. (laughs) Here, let me go on Shark Tank for my idiot brother's freaking idea with some some cup. Some cup that keeps soup Um, warm. Okay. Uh, Patriots, I am going to give them nine. Ooh. Ronnie. Yeah, I, I think this is the hardest team to gauge right now because they lost, I mean, they lost Tom Brady. I mean, they lost the GOAT. But who was the GOAT? Was it Tom Brady or was it Belichick? Um, According to Terry Bradshaw, it was Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, and a lot of other quarterbacks over, over but that, Tom Brady. Yeah, but that division, though, that division, 
Uh, it's, it's not the strongest one. I, you know, I think Sun is right in the ballpark with nine, but I'm going to go ahead and say eight. So pretty close to, to Sonia. I'm going to say 11. 11. I think Vegas, Ow. Vegas, they're very, they're, they're, they're Are t- you looking? Stop looking. No, turn, turn off your screen. I don't want to see any reflection in your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vegas is a lot. I'm going to go check up on him right Vegas, now. <laughs> Vegas is it's very hard. Yeah, for Ve- not that far. <laughs> it's very hard for Vegas to change what they've done for a long time. And I think it's going to be hard for them to not put the Patriots at 11 or 12. I, I just want to hear what your total is going to be for the Bills and the Jets. They can't all win. I mean, they could technically win in all 11 games, but I want to hear what your total is going to be for the Jets. Though. It's going to be 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's going to be an extended season. They're going to have a coronavirus extended season. It's going to be like from you've been trapped inside for this, you know, for a year. Now we're going to play 24 games just to keep our NFL so fans loud. happy. All right, Sonia. So loud. Next up, your New Orleans Saints. 11. Damn. Okay. Franny. It's fun. It's, it's fun that you say "damn okay" because I'm going to pick eleven right now, and you're going to say oh, ten. So I'm going to pick. I am going to say ten. I am going to say ten. <laughs> well, because I know everybody. So eleven, eleven, and ten. I know everybody likes the Saints. Uh, next up, Giants. Sonia, New York Giants. No, Six. no, Eli. Ooh, low, very low. Friday. It's not low. I think I think it's pretty close to about what they're going to be next year, and I'm going to say eight. Wow. I'm going to say seven. All right, the New York Jets. Sonia, what say you? Five. Jeez, Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell. Great defense. No, no confidence. <laughs> Franny, what do you say? I'm gonna say eight and a half. Ooh, eight and a half. Wow. This is against Vegas, so this isn't where I'm gonna. This isn't where I'm gonna make my claim. Uh, 16, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven. Uh, actually, no, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say nine. I'm going to say nine. Cause I think Vegas is going to get this one. Right. Next up, Sonia, your loss, Vegas Raiders. Eight. Eight. Antonio Brown coming back. Uh, I, you know, I, I think I, I'm going to say, Also eight and a half for the Raiders as well. They're they're gonna win half a game. Yeah, that's about all they're gonna win. <laughs> Oakland, I'm gonna say six six wins for the Raiders. Is this the potential 2020 season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Six is probably gonna be right because they're probably gonna play 12 games. Yeah. Uh, uh, next up, extend the season. Oh well, the Eagles. Next is up up is the Philadelphia Eagles. Sonia, is it nine point five? Oh, nine point five. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say 10, actually. I I was actually thinking 9.5 in my head before you said that, man. Because Franny and I already know what these are. Next yeah. up is the Steelers. That's 9.5. That was It was Franny and I talked about that last week, that all three of our teams were at 9.5. I disagree, but okay. Yeah, the only team that I think is going to be over 9.5 is the Seahawks. No, we've got the toughest schedule next season. Yeah, but you have Russell Wilson. He's my pocket dancer. Next, what? Pocket <laughs> dancer? You have to explain that because I, I have no idea what that means. What's a pocket dancer? Uh, he, he was a on pocket a- man. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what Sierra called them. The, the pocket dancer? Son has sent you the video. Oh, he's dancing in the, the pocket. Video. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, next <laughs> up, the Sarah, I was like, I was thinking of a jeans pocket. Look, like, oh. hey, that's that's yeah. Well, watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll send it to you. Yeah, I'm watching all the Sierra videos. Okay, Fasania, the San Francisco 49ers. Is it 16? Oh, that one's no. Uh, I'm going to say 11. That's 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 probably right, Ronnie. Uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say 12. Interesting. Uh, Niners. I'm going to say 11 and a half. I got to come in right, <laughs> right in between. All right. Next up, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Sonia. That's a hard one, right? Because it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. And it's Mike Evans. And it's Godwin. And it's a whole bunch of other people. Um, and... I'm going to say nine. Ooh. Ronnie. Um, uh, I don't know. I think, I think eight and a half. Ooh. <laughs> wow. You guys and your halves are killing me, man. Oh, wow, <laughs> all right. I'm going to say. Is there not that? Quite a nine, but not quite it's eight. Douches, well, man. I'm gonna say, <laughs> say eight point seven five. I'm gonna say nine point five. because it's Tom Brady. Nine and nine and a half. All of you, all of you. <laughs> I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win ten games. Uh, next up, Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans with no Marcus Mariota and a Tannehill with a pocket full of uh, cash with a, contract, with a good, very good contract yeah got a huge contract not huge it was sufficient uh nine oh nice enough it's a tough division Franny. i'd say 10 10 damn i'm gonna say against vegas i'm gonna say ugh, i'm gonna say nine because vegas is gonna uh, is gonna over overestimate their wins uh, Sonia, the last team on the list, the Washington Redskins. What say you? Aren't they like first draft or something? Um, uh, uh, Washington Redskins four. Ooh. Dwayne yeah, Haskins won't be the there. starter, apparently. I would say five for them. I'm going to say 4.5. Y'all are pissing me off. All right. That's it for the total team wins. Uh, Sonia, what do you think about your picks? I have no idea. I forgot what I picked anyway. So, but uh, better not. Go ahead. Wait, wait, Ben, just just throw out a team, a random team right now, and have Sonia choose another total wins for that team. (laughs) Detroit. (laughs) Detroit Lions, Sonia, how many? Detroit, what, I don't how many remember. <laughs> I, think I, I think I gave them eight. What was it? Seven. It's close. Okay, it's okay, close. Okay, it's close. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think if we did this total <laughs> wins team challenge, like within the next five minutes, we'd have different totals for every single team. <laughs> but this would be fun. I mean, and 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 I again, if I win, I get nothing apparently. 
Uh, but if one of you wins, I will get a prize. Uh, we'll, we'll get but, you my, a, uh, but my prize apparently is just being in your presence. We'll get no, you a third string quarterback jersey, Ben. That's what we'll do. Yeah. You no, know, but Ben Ben last season he said that he's gonna get us like an amazing gift, an amazing prize if one of us wins, but he made sure that none of us won and that he was <laughs> That's not true. He was the winner. That's not true. Well, you saw it and we told it's Sonia like, that it was nine very points. big, very expensive. <laughs> well, we told Sonia but you're not gonna win. Well, but I, but you see what I'm up against, right? I told Sonia it's nine point five. That's what Vegas said. That's what it says. And she's like, No, I don't I still don't want to do it. I'm like, but that's what that's but that's like the actual what? that's the number that you have to that you're that were uh that it's pinned to but Sonia, wrong if there was any team in the league right now that you hope overperforms what uh the expectation is or underperforms what the expectation is who would you pick overperforms yeah like my some, team some, well seattle other than the seahawks is there a team that oh, you that than- you hope does better than people expect uh I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I really would like to see the Raiders do well. Okay. I can see that. I, I respect that. Franny, what about you? The Detroit Lions. Ooh. I, think they, I, think, I, think, I think the Lions with a healthy Matthew Stafford uh, can be, you know, a pretty formidable team for a lot of people. I agree. What about you, Ben? New York Jets. Jets. Of course. I hope the Jets do better. <laughs> Than people expect. I hope the Jets really, really do well and compete with the Bills for that division or the Patriots with that division. Sonia. Their GM doesn't think so. Who is a team exactly? <laughs> who is a team that you hope does worse than people expect? 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I should have exempted the divisions. Uh that's fair. That's yeah, yeah. fair. I, I agree with that actually. But Friday, what do you a team that you that you nah, hope yeah. does worse? Well, well and don't say the Cowboys. Well, yeah, well I, I think the Cowboys are going to do worse than what ESPN thinks they're going to be, which is 11 <laughs> overall, you know, the, you know, the, making the playoffs and all, but um, it, not including, you know, the NFC East. I'm hoping the Patriots fail miserably. I, I, I think everybody's just ready after these 20 years of domination. I just hope they fucking suck. I just hope they're just like, they win no wow. games whatsoever. I hope there's zero wins. Patriots at 0 and 16. Yeah, oh, oh, and sixteen after all these years, and Ben, I'm I'm sure you feel the same way. They're I do. In your conference. Yeah, I hope Bill, Bill Belichick will run on the field in all uniforms <laughs> at the sixth in the last game of the year, figured out a way to get a win. <clears throat> but I agree. I would say yeah, I would I say would, the Pats like or the Saints. See. What's that, Sonia? The Saints. The Saints deserve to win. Um, I I I do hope that the Patriots do okay. I know they're in your division, so outside of that conference yeah i'm out of your uh conference i'm sorry um but outside of that i i think it would be interesting to see that it is the Billichek magic it's not necessarily brady the goat you know mm. i don't know i i mean ben you said it once many many years ago that Billichek can pick a guy off a street and and put him in a uniform he and that been. team will win the super bowl and and i'm wondering if that's going to come true this year yeah, because you know what not, they'll do? Not picking a guy off the street, but I mean. <laughs> but you know what they'll do to fuck us? It'll be, Belichick will go like, it'll be like 13 and three and Brady will go 14 and two. And it'll be like, and it'll be no conclusive evidence as to which one it was. Uh. <laughs> That'll be their trick that they play on us. They're like, was it, was it Belichick or was it, you don't know. Nobody knows. They both won 14 games. Uh, but We're I We're playing each other in the Super Bowl now. But I think, I think it's, uh, there's oh. so, there's so many shit coaches in the league 
Uh, and Belichick is so much better than the majority of them, the vast majority of them, that I think he's still going to figure out a way to win a bunch of games because he's he's so, so smart. He's a person that should have done something else for a living, uh, but he's way, I mean, he's way, way heads and tails no, I, I, above I, most everybody I, I else. He, he chose the right thing to do in his life. He's made a lot of money doing what he's doing, so I, he, he definitely made the right choice. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. But he, he could have done a lot of other things because he's he's just... He's a really smart dude. All right, Franny, are you guys done with the total teams challenge? Sonia, you want to move on to the next subject? What's the next subject? All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? (laughs) Next up on the big board is our shot of the week, which Sonia puts together (laughs) this week. All right, hold tight, everybody, and we'll be right back with our shot of the week. We are back. I believe back. Yes, we are. The, yes, the we bumper. are. We are back because uh, you pointed at me on the video, but I couldn't tell if you were pointing at me or just pointing in general because you looked down right after that. Sorry. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, we are back with our shot of the week in honor of this Easter weekend. Uh, it doesn't really feel like Easter, though, um, you know, with uh, with all the craziness going on in the world but uh we did concoct a pretty good shot Sonia did herself actually and uh ben you have one on the table there and we've dubbed it the hoppy ending because it is actually (laughs) an inside out rabbit a chocolate rabbit that most of us have for easter and uh, Ben, what is this? What is this made out of, though? Yeah, I mean, I have to ask Sonia. She's the one that concocted this. Yeah, Sonia, Sonia, what, what am what, I about to drink? What did you? Yeah. All right. So what I did was, I added. Uh, what did I add? Oh, whipped cream vodka, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> Bailey's Irish cream, and some chocolate syrup, and a little frother, and I frothed it up. Added it to the shot glass, a little whipped cream, and a little bit of, of Easter-colored or pastel sprinkles. And there you have it. It's a hoppy ending. <laughs> All right. Yes, is, ben, and let us know. Let us know if you're having a hoppy ending right there. All right. The music is playing in the background. <laughs> Franny's song is playing for our audience and our listeners, our loyal and new listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Here we go. You see it? Can everybody see that on their screen? I see it. All right, it looks Cheers to you, ben. looks pretty uh, interesting. Looks pretty thick. It looks thick. It always it's looks, looks thick when you much. guys make it for me. That's what she uh, Don't choke on it. I know. I heard last week's was all coagulated. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Actually, that's really good. It's got uh, a little bit of a chocolate. Yeah, your face said it all. <laughs> I'm chewing on the sprinkles. It's got a little bit of a chocolate. I mean, the chocolate tastes good. The Bailey's tastes good. Uh, the vodka gives it a little bit of a kick. I mean, there's a little bit of a alcohol sting on the back of your tongue, on the back, you know, going down your throat. Uh, but that's something. 
you could probably sip on as well as drink, you know, as a shot. Uh, but Sonia, you took one earlier. What did you think of it? It was good, but mine was fresh. <laughs> but it does. It has. A li- I literally just made it. It's it's milky. It's creamy. It's chocolatey, but it has enough alcohol from the vodka to give you a little bit of a pop at the end. And I like it. I mean, that was way better than last week's shot. Last week's shot was. <laughs> that was unfair. Yeah, we said it that was unfair. It wasn't that bad, bad. Yeah, but it was un- yeah. it was unfair. The coagulated nature of it the, makes the, it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the texture. It got caught in my teeth. We're going to have to get you some floss. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't have to floss after. But for any, you know, to our our fans and our listeners out there that that listen every week, you know that we typically do these shots together uh, here in the studio. Uh, But because Franny is there and I am here, uh, we take the pictures of the shots here typically. So Franny is able to to mix up whatever disgusting shots he'd like me to drink. So (laughs) I'm probably going to get some pretty gross shots. Uh, for the foreseeable yeah, next week is future, gonna be, is going to be I'm bad. I think of something discussing next yeah. week. Uh, so you know, come back every week for a new shot, a different shot that Franny uh, will come up with the ingredients. Sonia will mix it uh, until we're back in the same place, all three of us in the same place. But I, I'm, I'm guessing we'll be uh, drinking some pretty disgusting shots now that I'm the only one uh, that has to drink them every <laughs> single week. Uh, all right, Franny, what's next up on a big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. It is another bourbon, and we have the Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yes, we do. And this is another great, great offering. We'll, we'll taste it in a, in a little bit here. Uh, but I just want to give you a little bit of a background on this. Uh, this is the Basil Hayden's, as, as Franny mentioned, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon, uh, late in the 18th century. Master distiller Basil Hayden Sr. left his Maryland home for the greater, greener pastures of Kentucky, bringing his family and reputation with him. Not yet privy to the old guard's rules of bourbon, legend has it that Basil set out to make a batch simply by using the ingredients he had on hand, unaware of what the traditions might think of his mash. What resulted was a bourbon with a uniquely high rye mash bill, combining the sweetness of corn with the spicy undertones of rye. The purists may have been displeased, but the not the neighbors who tried it. Over 200 years later, the Noe family uh, pays tribute to Basil Basil's masterful discovery with a high rye, small batch bourbon that embodies the spirit of the very first recipe. Uh, the aroma is spice tea with a hint of peppermint. The taste is spicy, light bodied, and gentle—a gentle bite. Uh, the finish is dry clean and brief and the proof is 80 it's 40 percent alcohol uh sonia doesn't have any of this i have some outside franny has some with him as well i believe do you have some yeah oh yeah i got the bottle right over here ben all right so you want to give this a taste uh yeah i actually uh i was just gonna grab one of those fancy black uh aluminum slash glass uh, glasses that you got me so I can, uh, you know, sort of swirl it in there and get the aromas All right. from this Basil Hayden's. All right, we'll take a quick break. Franny will get his glass and we'll be right back to taste it. Hold tight, everybody. All right. 
we are back with the Basil Hayden's Kentucky bourbon. Franny, do you have your glass? Do you have it ready to go? Yes, I do, Ben. Yes, I do. And you have yours ready to go as well? I do. Here it is. This is this is right out of Kentucky. This is a mason jar. Yeah. This is how you're supposed to drink a Kentucky That's what I dropped straight off. bourbon whiskey. That that is what I dropped off for you uh, last week, Ben, and uh, and you dropped off. Uh, you know, well, you actually handed me over uh, some beers that we'll be trying as well. We have one for tonight, but next week, Ben, uh, I'm gonna have to come over and uh, see you once again and uh, drop off the the 18 year Glen Moray, and you'll have to give me some of the whistle peak as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm and I'm playing a little yeah. bit of the uh, the Brown song that I uh, recorded for Franny in the background here. And, and Sonia, do you have any? No. She doesn't no, care. <laughs> Sonia, uh, I, I just see Sonia's phone. Yeah, on, I know. This is my recording. life. That's my life. That's the only, that's the only thing I <laughs> oh, see yeah. right there. That's your life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. No, but, but Sonia, do you want some? No, I mean, you usually, you know, have a little bit of, uh, 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 of the bourbon. Bring a shot glass out and I'll pour you a little bit. Or maybe not. All right. She says no. Like All she right. really she feels like it. <laughs> All right. We're going to try this. We tried to talk Sonia to I want to hear it. what you guys have to say about it. Okay. First. Okay. Okay. Let's see, Ben. Let's see. Let's let's uh, swirl this around a little bit. You got in your glass or your mason jar right there. I'm sure you can get a good, a pretty good whiff from Oh, yeah. It smells like a jar. bourbon. That smells like a bourbon with a, with a high rye mash bill. These drinks I decry. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you're right. <laughs> It does. Uh, I mean, that smells it, like a bourbon right there. It has a, has a nice woody sort of scent to it. Yeah, you know, a little oaky. Um, the gold and the copper. Slightly, slightly fruity. Um, a little bit of that, you know, honey and and, and caramel sort of characteristic as well. I don't smell the peppermint. Do you? That I don't smell. I don't smell that. The brown and drink it down. Oh, it does have a nice little tea smell to it, though. That's true. But it's not—it's not overpowering, though. It doesn't really hit you in the nostrils. No, like some of the other bourbons do. It's actually—it's kind of soft. Uh, it's and it, it, it's even when you take like a big whiff of it, it's—it it, it doesn't burn. It actually just has a nice sort of soft aroma. Yeah, you I know. Mean, um, but let's give it a shot, man. Let's do it. I agree with Basil. I now like the brown. That's also pretty soft. Oh wow! I mean, it's very smooth. I mean, it goes down very easily. That's with two a weeks very in a row, yeah. Sort of finish, but I mean, it, it, this stuff you can easily drink a lot of. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, oh, no that's burn. nice. Yeah, it, it, there's there's absolutely Look. no sort of burn to Brief. it whatsoever and it, it doesn't even it, it taste like a 40 even 40 percent 40 percent is not that strong but it doesn't even it doesn't even taste like that i mean it is it is extremely smooth for any one of the bourbons that we've tried on the show but it's got a nice spice to it. it's got a nice rye spice to it mm-hmm. yeah that's a, a nice sweetness i mean it's a nice mix between a bourbon and a rye I mean, it's has, not a has, full has, rye. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Has, sorry, has a bit of that sweetness to it, uh, and and it's it's 
has a little bit of a fruitiness as well. But, but you, like you said, Ben, it has that sort of rye characteristic too. Oh man, that's really nice. And it, it's it fairly reasonably priced, I think, right? Or no? Yeah, it was it was I mean it was under 40. Yeah. I mean that's a nice yeah, I think, tasting rye. Yeah, yeah, it was just under 40 bucks. Uh, rye, it's pretty bourbon. <laughs> but I mean the spice with the short finishes is, is interesting. I mean it's because it's got a little bit of a spice on the palate, a little bit of a fruitiness. It's light for sure, uh, but the but the the bite is so short. I mean, the bite really doesn't of, catch you. The aromas too. I'm just I'm just um, sort of smelling it. A little bit of cinnamon as well coming through. Up, oh, Sonia's coming out to taste it. Yeah, it's it's here. We go. Sonia's gonna taste it. I can hear her yeah. sipping it. <laughs> you can hear her pouring it. <laughs> Here she goes. She's tasting it. She's not. On yeah, but the, definitely. A, a she's not on the podcast. Very. But you're gonna hear her. Solid. Very solid, smooth offering. Uh, from 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 Basil Hayden's. This is very good. The only thing that's missing is a little bit more body, a little bit more texture on, on the mouthfeel, a little bit, just a little bit more. If I was going to ask yeah. for anything, it would yeah. be a little bit more of a, not you a honey, but just a little bit more mouthfeel. <laughs> if that's a, if that's a it's word that buttery. I can use. Ooh, it's there you buttery, go. buttery, it's vanilla. It's good. It it's, has like it's, a little it's... bit of a sting, but... Not the one that, you know, not so bad where I can't drink it. It has yeah, like a it's, really it's, creamy taste. It's like in the back of my throat. It's good. It's very smooth. I mean, it, it goes down. It goes down probably too easily. You know, where where where, you know, it's it's the point of being dangerous where you can yeah. easily just sip on this for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, pretty much get hammered because it's so easy to drink. I mean, you, you get a lot of nice flavors coming through. It's not overly complex. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting, uh, you know, a lot of that sort of honey, a little bit of oakiness to it, but it's not overpowering. It's, it's something nope, that's good down very easily. And, and, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty delicious. Um, would you rate this, Ben? Uh, just two easy drinkers in a row. Uh, last week we had the Glenn Levitt. 14 14 uh, which was really smooth yeah the, uh, the the cognac cast yeah, collection that which was I started really smooth and i actually have some of that still lined up to finish up for this not for for uh i might have to get tonight. some of that old forster 100 Eventually. after this after the podcast just to get a little spice a little burst uh this is what are the hard bag oh it's hard bag um <laughs> i'd give it a seven out of 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you, Sonia? I'm giving it an eight. Yeah. Damn. You know, I, and, and I was also thinking eight as well. Me and Sonia have been on the same page uh, right. tonight, even with the total team's wins, 
we were on the same page and with this as well uh i I would say just because of how easy it is to drink and uh even though it's not overly complex but you can easily taste the flavors that are coming through and 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 they work perfectly together i mean everything is so well balanced it seems with this particular uh bourbon um i would i would give it an eight definitely it's really good Mm -hmm. what do you like uh what do you like the most about it sonia the the mouthfeel the finish the flavor Ben likes mouthfeels a lot, but I do. I do. I like mouthfeel. I like. I like. A, I like. I like a honeyer, creamier uh, bourbon. Yeah, Ben likes. But yeah. what's a mouthfeel versus a finish? Well, the mouthfeel is uh, in your mouth. I mean, is it creamy? I mean, is it? Does it feel watery? Uh, the finish is how it bites down your throat. I mean, is it spicy? Does it? Does it have a long finish where it where you're? I like the finish. But it. it, it but it's it it, uh, it feels a little good. Some good jokes to be made. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the consistency of it, like, I mean, we've had some bourbons where they were really almost like a honey, not a consistency of a honey, but it, but very not thick, but just a, it feels soft in the mouth. There we go. Classy people in my neighborhood trying to do donuts out in front of our house. I spilled a little bit. Uh, I, <laughs> but it's only because like this is... The uh, the glass. I mean, there there there's. I mean, the ones that you got me, Ben, for my birthday. Um, there there are so many uh, indentations and odd angles, and you like you you lean the glass down. The bottom portion is so narrow and yeah, so yeah, thin. Yeah. You put it down. You put it down on the wrong angle, oh, it and tips. it sort of spills out. Yeah, and it tips over. But but it gives you cool looking glasses. Gives you the smell. Though. Yeah. All right. So Friday, eight. Sonia, eight. I'm at a seven on this one. Cool. She's like, cool. I'm looking at my phone, shopping for some stuff. I don't care about your bourbon. Uh, all right, Friday. It came out and I drank it. So that's true. And Sonia's giving me the finger on Zoom. <laughs> so that tells me Sonia's everything. leaving. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Friday. What's next? We still got a beer, Sonia. We still got a beer. All right. All right, Friday. What's All next right, up? Sonia's gonna stick around. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week from Golden Road Brewing. Is the 329 Days of Sun Lager, and I'm sure you have some information for us there, Ben. I do. I'm gonna run in the house and get a nice chilled one. Give Sonia <laughs> a little bit, and we'll be right back with our review of this beer. <laughs> All right, and we are back. I'm not sure where Ben is pointing right now, uh, but uh, Ben, we have our beer of the week. It is the 329 Days of Sun from Golden Road Brewing. Yes, this is a local L.A. brewery founded in 2011. Golden Road represents those thick laid bricks and those days in the sun with your friends and family waves crashing on the beach sands between your toes and plenty of good vibes to go around they believe in great beer which is a commitment to family sustainability good food and the arts there's a california inspired brew for everyone in the nation to enjoy whatever your vibe take a can of the california dream 
with you by drinking Golden Road, mountains, beach, or relaxing at home. California is what you choose to make of it. Uh, this is the largest brewery in Los Angeles, located in Glendale, California, a little ways off from Pasadena, which is a city that most of you probably know. This is the 329 Days of Sun Lager. It's crafted in the city that gives you 329 Days of Sun. It's This lager is the perfect companion for making the most of California's sunny days or go anywhere. Do anything with the lifestyle lager that is full-flavored and easy drinking with a clean, crisp finish. The malt is a two-row pilsner. The hops are Bravo and German tradition. The tasting notes are American craft lager, light, crisp, and smooth. All right, guys, the uh, the ABV, the alcohol by volume is 4.8%. The IBU is 18. You can get it in 12-ounce cans on draft as well as at their brewery in Glendale. You guys want to give this a taste? Yeah, and you've been there, right, Ben? I mean, uh, oh, yeah, many times. Have you been to a brewery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, nice, it's a nice place to hang out. I mean, they've got some good food, and, and it's it's a nice setup that they have. They have a little outdoor area there. Parking is not always easy to find down the street, um, but uh, yeah, and I mean it's it's uh, you know it's it's down the street from the lab that we have yeah. uh, for you know, best turkey. For what I do best but- <laughs> turkey burger in Los Angeles by far. Uh, yeah, Franny, I don't have too many turkey burgers. I definitely don't eat too many turkey burgers, but I'll take your word for it. But Franny is right. Typically, I park way down the street. The last time I was there, uh, you know, the parking lot is small, uh, so you have to park way down the street, sort of next to a building or something. Uh, but it's the food is good by the, the, the staff, it, yeah, by the railroad track. So I'm not sure why they talk about the beach in the sun because this is far away from the beach. Uh, but this is a, a really, really good, uh, great brewery, great restaurant. Uh, and we'd love to taste this beer. So, Sonia, have you tasted it? All right, All right but let's yes. do it. Let's do it. Oh, right, look at that. Look I'm at the color of that. Actually. The color is very interesting. Oh, thank you, Friday, for opening the Ooh, beer. That is foaming we're losting we're losing our sound effects on the show because we're doing this remotely but it's got uh, some good head it's got a nice lemony sort of lager color to it a little bit of a that is actually a yellow color is really nice yeah sonia did not like it we'll see yeah the smell is well it has a little bit of of dankiness bro (laughs) (laughs) that's bro is this dank i don't think I don't think Sonia ever heard us on that episode, oh, bro. Sonia never heard us do the dank voice, bro. Oh. Yeah, no, bro. She's never heard us. Oh, but this, oh, God, I feel like my board. <laughs> I got my, Just, my board bye. is out. And, and uh, you know, the, the sand, the sand is so warm today. <laughs> All right, Ben. <laughs> All right. You haven't heard us do this before. We, we went on for about 10 yeah. minutes doing that in one episode. Yeah, and and we lost a lot of listeners, but uh, <laughs> let's give it a shot, Ben. I mean, it smells right. semi hoppy. There's, there's it's a little bit hoppy. Some weediness to it too. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of weediness to it too. But let's yeah, give the, it a shot. the nose is nice. Tastes. The nose is nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's crisp. It's clean. It's 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 easy to drink. The the carbonation could be a little more. I mean, it could be a little yeah, bit higher you, level of carbonation. I would say a little bit more carbonation, but it has um, it has a weediness to it. It has a little bit of a hoppy finish, a little bit of that sourness on the finish as well. Um, but I, I wish it had a little bit more crispness to it. It's a little bit dull on the finish. Taste, t- yeah, take, like, another, take another drink. Take another sip. 
Let me it know if it gets, like, it gets crisper on the second drink. It just tastes like a half, but with a lot more soda in it. Mine got a little bit more crisp it's, on the it's second. Not, it's not getting more crisp, though. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Friday's so nice. Uh, you're not any more right than you were before. <laughs> No, but I mean, it's, it's cold. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's been in the fridge all day. So, I mean, it's not going to get any more crisp than it is, but it's definitely for something that's called 329 days of summer or sun, actually. Um, you would expect something that's a little bit more refreshing and, and more crisp than it is. I, I, I think it's a solid beer. It's, it's a good beer if you like weediness. Um, and it has a little bit of a hoppy sour finish to it, but I just wish it had a little more of a, like that, yeah. that lip pop at the end or that, you know, it, it, it's, it's just missing that little bit. Yeah. And it has the color is really nice. And, and yeah. And it has actually more dryness than I would expect it to have as that sort of bit of, it's a little dry. I like it. I'm not tasting the wheat as much as you guys are. Hmm. I mean, maybe that's a dryness. Maybe the, it's a little weedy on the, maybe that's what's bringing the dry, you know, a little bit of a dry finish. Mm-hmm. But it's I like it. Where would you rate this though, Ben? I mean, where 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 would you rate this beer on our thirst and goal scale or rating of beers? I'd give it probably about a six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. There's nothing that bounces, jumps out at me. Uh, it, it's yeah. good. I would drink it. You could put it in a glass next to me in the summer. I would have no problem drinking it, but it, it wouldn't be something that I would be like looking forward to. Yeah. yeah I feel the same. I mean, it, it's, it's a six only because it's just above average. You know, it's, it's, it's not spectacular, but it's not terrible as well. I think it, it deserves something higher than middle of the road being a five. I think a six is where it belongs. Um, you know, there's enough interesting flavors there, uh, but I just wish it had that little bit of crispness to it for something that's, you know, advertised as being refreshing, whereas it's only semi-refreshing. But where, where would you rate it, Sonia? Two. <laughs> uh, really? Two? It's just it's not, not good. Uh, you gonna give it a two? Obviously, obviously, never had a Boddington's. Boddington's. I have had a Boddington's. <laughs> yeah. I like to look at your rating on a Boddington's. You're gonna give it a two? I'll, it's, I'll, it's I'll write you down for two if that's if you're gonna stick with that. Boddington's is actually highly rated for some fucking reason. I have no idea. I have I no know. idea. Why. I didn't even like. I told you when I was there in October, I did not even see it on one menu. So, mm. um, well, yeah, it's by you know special request only. I guess you can't. Um, they know to give it to anybody. Yeah, this this beer right here, it's it's just uh, it's forgettable. It's not. I, mean, it's not. I know, Ben. This was something that was sitting in your fridge for a while. So I'm I'm get I'm not I'm not sure if this is what it tastes like exactly. I mean, obviously it's in a can and it's well preserved, but it, it's been in your fridge for a little while. Maybe it's, yeah, you know, more refreshing. Wait a minute. Than, what do you mean it's been in your fridge for a while? It's been there for a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Few the many weeks. Since, uh, many since weeks. We started the podcast in 2018. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's not been that long. Sitting there. It's been sitting there for emergencies. But I mean, it's it's. I, I mean, I would I would definitely grab it out of the out of the fridge, or I would order it at a bar. No problem. 
I, w- I mean, if, if I saw if 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 it was up to this or Boddington's, I would definitely <laughs> or the Kalikia, Kalikia, or the Kalikia. Although the Kalikia had an interesting flavor, I mean, it, it was it was interesting, and we also rated that a six, yeah. only because it's different. Uh, just like this is something that it's it's definitely moving in the right direction, but it's not quite there. Just there was a little bit more. Uh, you know, just the crispness at the finish. Because that's what it sort of claims to be. It's like crisp, refreshing beer, but it's not quite there. It's just a mix of different beers. It's it's just really weird. It's like the crisp. See, for me, the crispness is there. It just doesn't have a finish. See, I don't have that. I, I get like a, a, that that sort of like dry, dull finish like the yeah the, the, I agree. when i, I agree. first when i initially sip it it, it it tastes like it's going to be crisp like right. it has yeah. a little bit of, <laughs> of, of uh, like citrusy notes and then you sip it down it's like nah, it didn't finish the same way i thought it went in well no i mean the finish and the crispness it's two different things isn't it ah uh, well i mean that's I'm not, I'm not getting the crispness on the finish though like i want to get like that Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like no, a pilsner. Like a pilsner. Your kel. Where it just you're like, yeah. Because Ooh. that's what it. When you when you drink it down, that's what you think. Like when you first sip it, it feels like it's gonna go down crisp, and then it goes down. And it's like that's kind of. It leaves you a little dry at the end, at the back of your throat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ben likes when something hits him in the back of the throat. Yeah. It's gotta hit me back there. It's just gonna bounce right yeah. out the back of my throat. Yeah. Nice finish. Nice. <laughs> Powerful <laughs> finish. <laughs> You guys are pretty bad. <laughs> dude, right. dude, dude, dude. Bros. Simon hasn't even heard us, bro. No, like, bro. We, we get a full full dank, bro. Oh, shit, man. This was uh, you guys honestly uh, released that? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was actually pretty, pretty bad. It was pretty like, bad. The first one was good. It was it was funny, but now it's getting kind of old. But uh <laughs> but but I I give it a uh, I give it a six. Franny gives it a six. Sonia two, you're gonna stick with that? Yeah, because I'd Ready? never buy it. Okay. All right. All right. Funny, what's <laughs> next up on the big board? Next up on the big board to finish up the show, unfortunately, we have some housekeeping. All right, everybody. This is Thirst and Gold Podcast, a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please <laughs> head over to our website at thirstygold.buzzproud.com. From there, you can subscribe to all of our past episodes, listen to all of our amazing analysis of the NFL, check out our show notes, get links to all of the stories that we cover, all the booze, the browns, the beers that we review, all of the shots that Franny and Sonia concoct. You get links to all the podcatchers. You can get Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, and all iTunes and all of the, the Apple Podcasts, all of the podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review. Franny, how many stars? Five stars. Five Only star five review. Stars. You can email us. Look for our email, podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com. You can call us. Look for an, uh, our phone number, which is also in the show notes. You can follow us on Franny's amazing Instagram account at Thirstand and on my amazing Twitter account or mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst. And you can check out all the photos that we take of our beers of our Browns, of our shots. They are all there. So thank you all so much for listening to our show. Sonia, Franny, anything to add before we close the show this week? Stay home, stay safe. And thank you so much to all of our 
listeners out there. Yes. Thank you all. And thank you to uh, Frane, uh, who is out there working on the front lines during this crisis. Thank I you to all our. No. <laughs> well, you're on you're on the lines. You're on the, in the trenches. Yeah, you're, you're in the trenches. Uh, and thank you to the grocery store workers uh, and everybody that's keeping our economy and all of us fed uh, and keeping us going during these times. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.